My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's the WNR 161 Part 2. Two. And it is the best in the world. I'll look at CM Punk. Before I get on to anything, let's start with the alternate intro. Yeah. Yeah. And start, does it start with a yeah? I thought it started with a... Uh, whatever the fuck get, it is. Let me get some yeah, get it up. Things. I'm going to read it because it doesn't sound right. All I ever wanted was destiny to be fulfilled. It's in my hands. I must not fail. I must not fail. Even through the darkest day, this fire burns always. This How fire so. burns always. You've got to do a screamer. All I ever wanted. <laughs> right, and I'm going to do it in the style of CM Punk's. Whatever the fuck sang it. No, because if you sing it, if you say it normally, even through the darkest day, this fire burns always. This is the proving ground. Misery begins to rise. Turn away from yesterday. Tomorrow's in my eyes. Never more to be held down by the waves against me. Never more to be cast aside. This day is mine. Even through the darkest day, this fire burns always. I will not be not be. Bleh. I will not be denied in this final hour. I will not be denied. This day is mine. The passion inside me is burning, is burning. But of course, that's CM Punk's first tune. But it is saying... I mean, Dan, you're better than it. You you do Alistair Black's theme tune, didn't you? So I don't want to ruin your voice. But just give it a shot, the first couple of lines. Yeah! <laughs> no, I can't. I'll just... I'll... I know, yeah. I don't ever want to... It was just a like motorhead. <laughs> Yeah, we're on ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we're on races, man. Time to play the game. <laughs> anyway, yeah, CM Punk. I know we should have done that for the first episode, but I only thought of it after we did the first episode, and I thought, shit, this is going to be maybe a trilogy. Anyway, we continue. We had last left it when Punk had just won the world title versus Jeff at SummerSlam 2009. But with The Undertaker's return, surely... Don't call me Shirley. This leads to bigger, better things. After the Jeff thing, I thought it was all gangbusters. I thought we did great business. I thought we told emotional stories, you know. And I thought I, I more than held up my end of the bargain, you know. And Jeff, Jeff was leaving, and, you know, he did me a, a great favor. And, you know, I thought, man, we got all this heat. And then they tell me that I'm just going to wind up dropping the title to Taker. And then I said, okay, well, then what am I 
you know, rematches, what am I doing after that? And they gave me the, the back to the old, uh, we don't know. When Punk won the title for the second time and had the successful run with Jeff and then ran into The Undertaker, and I know for a fact that Punk earned The Undertaker's respect inside the ring, which The Undertaker never thought he was going to give to Punk and admitted he was wrong. The matches that CM Punk had with The Undertaker validated that CM Punk is absolutely bona fide a WWE main event star. That made CM Punk, in my view, a made man in WWE. That helped Punk's career a lot. And people started looking at him a little differently, but not everybody. When it came time for WWE to tell me that I needed a big guy, I wasn't believable enough. I was gonna be wrestling The Undertaker, and we weren't really sure if you could beat up The Undertaker, which was, man, was that offensive to me. And to me, there was only one guy for the job, and that was uh, Luke Gallows. First disciple, Luke Gallows, walks alongside his savior, CM Punk. They want to put me with somebody. Uh, why not one of my best friends? Because he's, he's good, he's everything they're looking for, and he's everything I need. So let's do this. And it worked perfectly, because you take the Festus character, and you say that CM Punk got him off drugs. That's why he was like that. I think it's a great partnership. Luke Gallows has clarity of mind, clarity of body, and clarity of spirit, all because of the pastor of purity, C.M. Punk. And I thought I had the brightest future with that crew. And I was surrounded by all this talent. Gallows is phenomenal, and so is Serena. And Joey's an excellent worker. Joey Mercury is part of the Straight Edge Society. Me and Joey have known each other, uh, I mean, you know, a decade, maybe more. Punk is fiercely loyal and he's gonna hate that I'm saying this. I had been let go from WWE in 2007. At that point, me and Punk had gotten close enough to where we were riding together. I had a very serious drug and alcohol addiction, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm rooming with a guy who's straight edge. He really, really was getting heartbroken and wanted to help me. And I got fired from WWE, and basically I fired myself because they had no choice in the matter. They had tried to help me, and I was beyond help at that point. Fast forward a year and a half later, I'm starting to get sober, for real this time, you know. And uh, Punk was, you know, still in contact with me every day, and my house was in foreclosure. Punk... I said, are you in trouble with your house? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lose it. And Punk said, no, you're not. I'm going to buy your house. And Punk wrote me a check for in the six figures to bail me out and to buy my house. I don't know if I'm his best friend, but he's my best friend. What he's done for me. You know, and you fast forward uh, a year past that, and, you know, Punk said, you know, I want you back and I want you with me. He was my friend. So, uh, yeah, I'd do anything to help out Joey. There's such a holy presence from CM Punk, a, a man who feels that he can save society from its carnival of ills.
You know, there's a lot of stuff that I was getting away with that the office had no clue about. Was I trying to be wrestling Jesus? Yeah, absolutely, because it was extremely offensive to a lot of people. Luke Gallows, Joseph Mercury, like I specifically had them name that because they were apostles. Was Serena my Mary Magdalene? 100%, absolutely. And I think we could have been the biggest thing. Having people come out and shave their heads. Now what is about to happen is a symbol of commitment against this poison society of which I live and pledge their allegiance. It was almost like a cult. I would tune in like late Saturday night and watch all the infomercials with Benny Hinn and like all these religious people and just, it, it was a really fascinating time. Ladies and gentlemen, at home, if you feel the need to put your hand on the television screen, you go right ahead and do that. But I need everybody in this arena and around the world right now to stand up and admit that you are all addicts. He was like this Messiah, sort of like this faux Jesus, which was touching a lot of people's, pushing a lot of buttons. I am the greatest thing to ever to you people. I've heard on more than one occasion somebody in the crowd say, He's the devil. Knoxville, Tennessee, I had a grandmother jump the rail to slap me in the face. And the quote was, you are not Jesus Christ and you were burning hell for your sins. And that's exactly what, that's exactly, I turned right to Gallows and I was like, we did it! We got him! And that was the desired reaction I want. You are the devil! I wanted this emotional, just guttural, just hatred. I wanted people to slash my tires, set my car on fire, chase me out of town with pitchforks and torches. When he was doing the Straight Edge Society, there was nobody, nobody, who was getting as much heat from those people as CM Punk was. He was the most hated man in the company. For a while, that thing was very, very hot. So we'll pause it there, quickly, because the Straight Edge Society, they've been talking about, and we're going to have our next match. WWE Over the Limit, May 23rd, 2010, and it's Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk in a hair versus mask match. Oh, wow, well, we've seen CM Punk wrestle Rey Mysterio without his mask on. So, uh, yeah, this will be a very interesting match to watch. And we've seen CM Punk with long hair. Evil bastard CM Punk there. Dan, what have you thought of this? I do like a hill punk. Yeah. Do you like, did you like Straight Edge? It was all right. <clears throat> it was a bit of a different side, you know. It's still going on. It's still along the same lines as what Punk operates. He's just... Changing and adapting it so it doesn't get boring. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. I think you could have grown from it, you know, had more followers and stuff like this uh, in a weird way. But um, I beat you, you join the SS. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even just like new guys, the way to introduce them, you know what I mean? We're, we're a straight edge guy. We're here to help out. You get a tag team from that or whatever it is. Kind of like a, a straight edge flock. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? In that way. What about me? What about Punk? Mm. Well, we see the Razors. Ready in the barber's chair, just in case. James, if you've noticed, Punk is not accompanied by Luke Gallows and Serena Deeb. Yeah, you're right about that, aren't you? As he comes out alone. Very good point. And he's looking down, and it won't be me. So Punk is ready for this match. Rey Mysterio looked ready on SmackDown. Will he be tonight? I think he's 
been one of the better little guys in there. You know, we've seen him develop. We've we're watching him currently in WCW. We're going to see his his sort of rise throughout WCW. But you know, I think Rey Mysterio has been a good constant. He's he's been a good baby face. He's you know, he's, I think he's a very good in ring performer as well. I think Mysterio, but uh, maybe not now. Maybe not. You know, people could argue in WWE with world titles and stuff like this. But I think in the early game, when he started his career in East W, WCW, and the early part of WWE, he changed everything. His style of wrestling, what he could do in a ring, not many people of his size uh, would be able to get given a chance to be able to accomplish what he can do. You know, So Mysterio, I give him credit there. Whether I like Mysterio or not, the character later on and stuff, I think is another argument. But I think I've got to respect that. And I think he's, again, good foil for CM Punk. You know, you talk about Jeff Hardy. Mysterio is such a, seems like a nice guy, you know, family guy, such a good face. Compared to this kind of evil bastard CM Punk, he wants to kind of bring him into the straight-edge society. So it is a good storyline. I think they do have a lot of chemistry together as well. You know, a couple of times they've faced off on pay-per-views. And as you say, Punk and Mysterio faced off at this point in time, nine years, eight years previously on the Independent. So... I think it's a nice little full circle, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, we're going back to nowadays, and look how hard they're trying to go to replace the Rey Mysterio character. They've got three, four masked guys who just ain't even touching it. They're not even touching any Mysterio boys. That's to the game. true. You talk about merchandise and everything, that, just popularity, like, yeah, Sin Cara or anybody like that, nowhere near. And uh, it, it's, stra- it's a strange conundrum, isn't it? And now they're going to try and bring Rey Mysterio back. So, um, you know, if, if it doesn't work, then just wait until you can bring back the, the previous solution. It's what WWE seem to do. They always fall back on the kind of original rather than making the go at the new guys, you know? Probably Exactly. And, and the thing with CM Punk and how hard he tried just to get through each time, how hard he worked. You know, like I said, we've seen him become Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team World Champion, and now he's mid-card feud. Yeah, he's kind of mid top level but this is you know the um well the second match in the card and over the limit 2010 i mean we had some great matches we had uh my man drew mcintyre versus kofi kingston for the intercontinental championship how did that go didn't go great so he lost to kofi kingston next match oh it's ted dibiase with virgil yep uh heart dynasty versus chris jericho and the miz Edge versus Randy Orton. That's when uh, I think Orton injured himself. Jack Swagger versus The Big Show. They had Maurice versus Eve Torres for the Divas Championship. And then, of course, Batista versus John Cena in an I quit match. But this match has got started straight off the first bound. Rey Mysterio bringing it to Punk, trying to get some retribution for all the beatings he's been given from Punk recently. But Punk managing to stop Mysterio in his tracks quite quickly. Yes. And uh, what's different, I feel, in this match than anything else we've I seen? I know, I know. What? Charles Robinson's in charge. Charles is in charge in this Charles one. Charles in charge. <laughs> but I think for Punk, I think the main difference in this match is that he's a bigger guy. And we've seen throughout his WWE career, he's always been the smaller guy. He tried to bulk up to do other things, you know. And now he's going against a guy who's even smaller. So it's going to be weird for him to not have a kind of advantage, not like he would. But he kind of uses power and other type moves again. It's employing another different move set that he's got. Or maybe trying to hang with Mysterio as he dies over the top. Mysterio jumps back into the ring though, dodges Punk. I quite like his camo trunks as well. They're quite cool, aren't they? As he gets sent head first into the barricade, thanks to Ray. 
So even the colours, you know, punk's all dark and stuff like it's ready for war, Mysterio light and bright. And now they're in a barber's chair. Is he going to shave his beard as well? <laughs> no, I don't know if he can shave his beard. Because that is his head. <laughs> well, will it be hair? Will it be head? We'll find out in a bit. Oh, sets him up for a 619. Ray's going to dial home. No. Oh, but punk up quickly. Kick to the midsection. Stops Ray in his tracks. He's got Ray scouted. He must have looked. Done his homework, like I said. And now Punk's got Ray. He's going to throw him on the outside. Oh! <laughs> oh fucking hell. <laughs> well, he throws him very first sling like a skipping stone. Sends him head first into the barber's <laughs> chair. And that looked quite cool. I know we saw some vicious bumps at uh, in the TLC match, but I think that's the best one. <laughs> Doink. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Punk's the one that's busted open here in this match. Yeah, referee's going to have to stop it because it's a hard way cut. No, you stop it. And he's not. <laughs> what happened to him? What happened? What? Uh, he got caught with a 619. I think it was just accidental, really. But it's opened up quite bad, so you're going to have to stop the bleeding. Of course, the referee's got gloves on. Well, this is eight years ago when they didn't use to stop blood, but of course, it was PG. And now the doctors need to come and try and stop it. So Mysterio, Mysterio's in trouble, but. Punk's in even more trouble. Yeah, he's busted wide open as the doctors. EMTs down. So that's going to be a painful fucking haircut for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's bleeding from the <laughs> noggin. Couldn't be in the worst places his hairline. Mysterio just getting in, taking his time. Well, he hit Barricade, and Barricade hit back. And Punk saying, enough's enough. Well, referee's not happy. Another is Punk. He just wants to beat down Mysterio now. Well, he's pissed off for Mysterio busting his head open, so he's going to throw him into Barricade not once, <laughs> but twice. And now he's got to get time back, so suplex... About four, well, how many minutes there? A couple of minutes wasted. Yeah. And that is a bad cut there for Mysterio. Uh, it's a bad cut there for CM Punk. Maybe he can borrow Mysterio's mask. Now Punk gonna, Punk, he loaded his way in, went for the cover, Mysterio kicked out. Ah. He's gonna wear him down. <clears throat> He's just put him in a submission now. It's a triangle. He's trying to get the spirit out of Mysterio. Well, if you know anything about Mysterio, James, he is the ultimate underdog. The King wants to know if his chest. You want to know if it's his beard. Well, let me just wax him all over. But Mysterio's back now, fighting. Oh, Ray Mysterio with a cheeky pinfall, but Punk managing to kick out. Ah. Bounces out the corner and just clotheslines Ray into a, an oblivion. Goes for a cover of his own, but Ray Mysterio getting a shoulder up at two. Two. So back and forth between these two men. Looks like Mysterio's going to come back. And Punk cuts it out, and that is a power of straight edge. One nation under Punk. And Punk now seems to be smirking. No, James. He hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a grin on his face. And you must remember, James, Punk does not do drugs. He doesn't. But he takes that blood, wipes it from his forehead and licks it. Now he's got Mysterio in all sorts of trouble. Irish whip to the corner. Mysterio had the boots up. Oh, flips Punk over. Goes for a cover. But Punk manages to get his shoulder up at two again. Two. Again. Again. But now Mysterio fighting up from this with the punches and Punk trying to cut him off. Pushes him away. Oh, Mysterio bounces off Duck's underline. Springboard cross body. Goes for a cover, but Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Punk realised then, Dan, he was half a second away getting his head shaved. And his he, beard as well. Yeah, if he wants to be a leader, or his chest, if he wants to be a leader, he's going to have to win this one. He catches Mysterio after trying to head scissors. 
Frozen, frozen to the outside, but Mysterio fights back with a couple of punches. Springboards his way back in, seated centre. Now but Ray's running the ropes, ducks the kick from Punk. Oh, like a rolling sense on there. But can't get the job done. CM Punk kicks out. Uh. And Punk got up to his credit fairly quickly with that offense there. But with Mysterio, it's just the amount of things he can hit you with in a short space of time. You know, 30 seconds. You've been hit five or six times, don't even know it. And now Punk backing off. Straight edge at ringside to help him. Maybe he was playing possum. Hello, possums. Mysterio comes charging in. Punk jumps over the top of him. Ray goes for a second attempt, but Punk throws him into the top turnbuckle. And now Mysterio's been hung up to dry. And I think Punk realises that now. Big knee in the corner. Got to go for the bulldog, but Mysterio stops it. Punk catches a foot. Mysterio rolls through, sends him into the ropes, looking for another 6-1-9. But Punk again bounces up. Double underhook. Backbreaker goes for the cover, but Mysterio managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now, Punk was smiling earlier, but now seems a bit frustrated that Mysterio won't go down. Well, that look in Punk's eye, James, make me, makes me think that he's uh, just thought up of another way to torture Mysterio. Well, we've not seen him go for the GTS yet. And Ray's fighting out of the GTS, though. Oh! But Punk picks him up, power bombs him into the corner. Like a buckle bum, if you will. And now Punk up to the second rope. You haven't seen the old macho elbow drop. <coughs> I don't think he hit it at this point. Second rope, Bulldog, though. Plants Ray face first into the mat. Goes for a cover. Two. Oh, but Mysterio managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Punk just punching away at the back <laughs> of Mysterio's head in frustration. Mysterio out of his feet. And a huge blow by Punk. Mysterio's out. One, two. Oh, oh but at the last second... Mysterio getting his shoulder up. Punk cannot believe done. Looks like Ray was out. And Mysterio in serious trouble. Punk comes running in. Mysterio. in. Mysterio looking for a springboard, but Punk catches him on his shoulders. Mysterio trying his best to fight out. Turns it into a deep arm drag takedown. Looking for the 619. Hits it. Third time lucky. Punk's in trouble. Springboard in. Oh. But Punk sits up just like The Undertaker. And Mysterio hits nothing but the canvas. Ouch. And now look at Punk's smile on his face as blood trickles down. He's going to go for the cover very cockily. Oh, oh Ray Mysterio turns it round. Free! Oh. He's got the victory. <laughs> Punk looks absolutely shocked. Oh, he, was, he was going a bit too nonchalant. And Punk realises he's lost his hair. <laughs> it's the first time we've seen CM Punk lose on this episode. I'm shocked. The hair's got to go. This long hair we've become accustomed to since first seeing him. I mean, what's he going to look like without it? He's going to look like a right freak. Oh, we saw the picture Ray put up on the uh, big screen. Chrome Dome. Oh. And the Straight Edge Society coming to congratulate Ray Mysterio after his victory. Or not. Mm, Joseph Mercury there. Elbows to Mysterio. Now he's calling down Gallows and Serena. Well, Punk's certainly not going to get his head shaved. Gallows brought out handcuffs. Oh! Oh, no. And it's Kane! It's Kane! It's got to be Kane! It's got to be Kane! One hit to Gallows, he's done. Punk's in. Uh-oh. He gets pie-faced. And now Mercury's going to have a little bit better. No. Why has Mercury got the hood tied up? I don't get it. He's meant to be a mystery member. Catches Punk with a choke slam. Oh, plants. 
punk into the mat. Big Gallows is up. Big Gallows is down. Gonna go chase him away. Oh, and now Punk's been handcuffed to the ring rope. <laughs> oh no! And Mysterio now beating up CM Punk. Punk trying to fight back. Mysterio drop kicks him. He sits down. Six one nine to the front of Punk's face. Well, it wasn't bad enough. He's in serious trouble. Mysterio's got the other handcuff. Oh my god! And Punk now. He's in a position, I won't say he looks like Jesus, but he is stuck at this moment. And then Mysterio's got the electric razor. Oh no, now the hair's going to come off. Well, CM Punk has lost his hair. I mean, what do you make of that, Dan? What do you think of the match? Well, um, aside from the really terrible haircut, it wasn't a bad match, you know. It's, uh, it's Punk's nonchalant list, really, that... Was his undoing in the match, which, you know, I think that kind of plays well into it. He wasn't so much as beaten cleanly. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. he was he was beaten for being a cock, his cocky self, which, you know, plays part and parcel with his character. I think it's exactly what, what helps out Punk. He doesn't get hurt in the victory, and now he's going to have a new hairdo. He does wear a mask for a little bit, doesn't he? And then decides, finally, the time is right. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that you people boo me. And Punk embraced it. It was so art imitating life and life imitating art as the leader of that. I mean, he was the leader behind the scenes. He was the leader in the ring. Pretty much like everything he does. He's seen Punk's a controller. He likes to control what's going on. And, and most successful stars do. I am the leader of a straight edge society. Make the pledge to stand on my side, one nation. Under punk, indivisible, with integrity and sobriety for all. I can't gush enough about the straight edge society. And I mean, partially because that was 100% me. I created that. That, that was the, the brainchild of me getting stuck. Uh, I was, I main evented SummerSlam, and then like at the next pay-per-view, I was in a dark match against R-Truth. And then I, I went to Vince and I said, this is unacceptable. And I went home and I wrote 14 weeks of TV. And then I came in next week and I threw it on his desk and I said, that's what I'm doing. Right there. That's it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore. This, you know, like, I don't even know if he looked at it. I think just the fact that I was ambitious enough to be like, it could have been one cover sheet and a bunch of blank pages. And he was just like, wow, awesome, cool. You know, you know whatever. And I was kind of tucked away on SmackDown so I could get away with more, you know. And, it, man... <laughs> Can't say enough about it. Straightest Society was awesome. It should have been more. There were a lot of things that led to its demise. And a lot of those things pissed me off and got me to the point where I was done. I was, I was, that was the last straw. Straightest Society fell apart and unraveled and fizzled and died a slow death. And I, that was it. I was done. I, I gave them, I gave them uh, chicken salad and I watched them turn it into chicken you know, and here I was taking everything that they were giving me and turning it gold, and I tried to reciprocate, and it just it wasn't, it wasn't happening. I think when Punk and the SES was doing so well, and then Punk felt that people were trying to jostle it around, and it wasn't his vision anymore, that he, you know, he, he did become, you know, very disgruntled. And, you know, those are things that happen, because at the end of the day... No matter what you think, no matter what Punk thinks, no matter what I think,
the person that runs this place and owns this place and is responsible for this place will make their decision, and that's the way we're going to go. I was the most pissed off guy on the planet. Frustration level was at, you know, a 10 or maybe an 11. I, I don't think there was anybody in the company that was more pissed off and more justified, but this is, of course, this is my opinion. I could detail so many different things, you know, so many straws that broke the proverbial camel's back. Uh, but a big one was Miz being in the main event of WrestleMania. There wasn't a better bad guy in the business than me. And to watch somebody literally just get handed this, and, you know, I was standing there looking at everybody like, you know, he likes to say, really? And that was, you know, that was me standing there like, I just, I just didn't get it, and it was, it was a monumental uh, slap in the face to somebody who has as much pride as I do. And I just figured, in my world, you know, the the best good guy fights the best bad guy, the best show in the year. And it was just another time I got passed over. To me, there wasn't really any validation for it. It wasn't because he worked harder than me. It wasn't because he he looked better than me, or he was a better bad guy. There, Nobody could tell me any good reason as to why I was once again, you know, taking a back seat. I'll never forget. It was Long Island, New York at the Nassau Coliseum, and we were getting really close to the time that Punk's contract was finishing up. And I went down and I asked him and he told me, he said, you know, I really don't want to leave here. I just don't like the way things are. He said, I'd like to see some change. And I think change would be for the better. Sometimes you have to play the hand you're dealt. He said, no, I don't. I don't have to play anymore at all. I, they were trying to get me to sign a contract probably two years out from when my contract expired. And I did a solid 12 months of just ignoring them. You know, I, I'll talk to you later. I got to go do this photo shoot. Oh, they need me to go do this interview. You know, you know and I, I would skirt around it. And then probably about a year out, I said, I'm not interested. <laughs> Their response was, well, what do you want? And I said, I want to go home. I was with him every week, and I was pretty sure he was gone. I mean, he said it every week, you know. This is it, and you know, it was almost like a countdown. Fed up is an understatement. I was tired. I was sick. I was mad. I was feeling repressed. I was upset, crabby, probably wasn't too much fun to be around. I'm kind of hard to deal with as it is. Just literally crossing off days on a calendar, counting minutes, counting days. You know, I remember him saying, um, it's always stuck with me, is he, he said that, you know, I wish I didn't care. Because he could just come in, re-sign a new contract, get paid, and go about his business and, you know, live a very comfortable life. But really, it's not about the money for him. It's really about being able to be that top-tier guy. There are a lot of people who just do this for money. Lots of them. You know, there are guys who are hiding in the back right now, hoping that they don't get picked for a Superstars match tonight because they just like to chill out and earn their, earn their money and just not do anything, you know. Punk is not one of those guys. He wants to be the guy who's in 30-minute matches. He wants to be the guy who everybody looks to for advice, for direction. He wants to be the guy who's the leader.
he is the first guy I've seen in a long time want to walk in the door and own this place. So John Savim was quite changed, you know, yeah. from when he was down in OVW, he was like, who? And now he's like, you know, he's the first person he's seen in a long time that wants to be the guy that runs this place, mm. which, you know, it's it's good that John Cena recognises and John Cena can see him for what he really is. Exactly, yeah. It's amazing you can see him, yeah. So June 27th, 2011, and CM Punk gets told that he can go out, basically say what he wants on the mic. So, yeah, we do go to Raw 9-4... We go to Raw 9-4-4, do the Raw. <laughs> June 27th, 2011... And CM Punk's pipe bomb. But at the end of Raw, it's been a Raw choice. And tonight, it's not been a Raw choice. We've seen our truth versus Cena. We're just going to watch the end of it right now. So tables are set up. Cena's going to AAR truth through it. And Punk tilts the table to the side. I'm sure Cena would have won that match. Well, we don't know. But Punk's telling Cena he can't see him. Well, I like the fact that Punk's out here wearing a Stone Cold shirt. Yeah. <laughs> And now Cena's got Punk up. Oh, and Truth spears Cena through a table. Gets the victory over Big JC. And Punk's happy about it as well. And our truth beats John Cena. My God, everybody. You go back. You go back seven years and this is what's happening. I guess the Thomas and Mack Center. I was feeling really liberated, like this is it. You know, this is, uh, I think it was my second to last TV I walked in, and one of the writers came up to me with a big smile on his face. He goes, you're going to love this. They're going to give you a microphone, and they want you to air your grievances. And I just looked at him, and I was like, well, surely you can't be serious. And he texted me, and he's like, ah, they, well, they said I can say whatever I want. And all he's ever asked for is that microphone. That's all he's ever really, he's told me, he's just like, even five years later, he's like, all I want is that microphone, that opportunity. John Cena, while you, you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am. And that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company and I've been vilified and hated since that day because 
Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split, just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that they're just that. They're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon, but the fact of the matter is I should be, and trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. Oh, and hey, let, let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th, and hell, who knows, maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical, douchebag yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon, all right? Do we do this whole bully camping? How cool is Punk at this moment in time? Says what he wants, where Stone Cold does what he wants. They've cut him off. Look at the fan response. No one's left there. Everybody in the crowd. What do you think of the pipe bomb? What is there to say? There's, there's nothing that can be said. It is a complete revolutionary thing that has happened 
in the WWE. Nothing's happened, Biff's going to happen since it. No. It, it is, you know, it's just a moment that I think is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is one of my favourite moments. And Punk is just fantastic throughout all of it. You know what I mean? Exactly everything that he says, everything that he means. It really is a moment. And he kind of, what he says is, is still like that today, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's a fucked up yeah. thing. He understood the system, you know? FOMO uh, is an entire WWE career of frustration being just let out. And not only mine, every diva and superstar in the back, everybody that has uh, worked here and, and been released unjustly. I think everybody who's ever worked here on any level has felt the frustration and, and you know it was almost it was almost the start of a revolution i mean the the feedback i got from that promo alone just the, that night was was overwhelming the vibe backstage was so indescribable like just people freaking out like on eggshells you felt it you know like I, i'm i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now it changed the whole scheme of wrestling and that's like to be able to do that just because you've stood your ground and you've kept to your ideas that's what life really kind of is all about the moment where you go like there it is it's like the austin 316 thing or whatever oh there's the moment it was a launching pad and you know that promo by anybody else i think it's just another promo but the way he delivers it the truth behind everything the reality of a lot of it for that all to come out on live television and then literally after it, the internet explodes. Jim Rome is calling him, and ESPN, and Sports Illustrated, and GQ Magazine, it put him in a whole new stratosphere of, you know, the world of wrestling. It's midnight, I'm out of here. I actually signed a, I don't know, like a two-day extension, you know, just to cover the, the pay-per-view. His controversy, his decision to go or decision to stay really did put WWE on Front Street, but more importantly, put CM Punk on Front Street. You made national headlines. You mean, to transcended wrestling publications and things when you were going through your contract situation with the WWE. I was literally just counting days. Like, I'm just going to go on vacation. I'm going to go sit on my couch. I'm going to go do things that I, you know, haven't ever had a chance to do. I have some freedom for once. When they told me that they were going to go ahead and, you know, make a story out of it, that I was, I was leaving, I was just like, Dude, whatever you want, as long as I'm, you know, I, you know, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. And if they wanted me to do it on television and say, I'm leaving, then that, that was fine with me. You know, it just made it more real. That's why every time you saw me grab a microphone, it was 100% me. And now here's that honesty I was talking about. That honesty that's probably gotten me in trouble more times than I'd like to admit. The brutal honesty I'm known for. July 17th is the day my contract with World Wrestling Entertainment comes to an end. I was really leaving. This is as real as it gets. The clock strikes midnight, I'm out of here. I actually signed a, I don't know, like a two-day extension, you know, just to cover the, the pay-per-view, because otherwise I was done. And it was, um, you know, I mean, if I was in anything less than the main event of that pay-per-view, I wouldn't have signed that extension. I could 
compare this feeling to is if the Chicago Bears were in the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl were here in Chicago. That's what this feels like. CM Punk in front of his hometown followers. You know, dirty little punk kid from Chicago. That was ours. And I speak as a, as a Chicago, not as his buddy. I speak as a Chicago fan. That was our guy. I've never seen this much hometown emotion. I think that was definitely the most high-pressure situation I've, I've ever been in, in my life, not just my career, you know? Everything I've ever done led me up to that point. It's a weird feeling. I don't know if I've ever witnessed anything like this. It was 14 years in the making. Man, that's huge. This kid grew up there, and now he's in the middle of that arena, sold completely out to see him against John Cena, this company's number one. That's huge for that dude. Cena versus Punk. One of the biggest matches in the history of WWE. It was something that you could get legitimately excited about. You didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen, including those of us within the company. And so it was just really refreshing. An electric crowd, capacity crowd, sold out. 14,815 in Chicago. I was sitting in the front row, Cabana and I. I had no idea what was going to happen in that match. And that was the best feeling. One of the most anticipated matches in history. Now I'm cheering for CM Punk. That was such a match. You can watch it over and over again. You just didn't know what was going to happen. This has been absolutely extraordinary. You have these certain moments when you're in that ring, you can step outside and enjoy it as a fan. And there were moments in that match that I could just be like, man, they're going to be talking about this one for a long time. There is not a person sitting down in the Allstate Arena. Everyone is on their feet. matches that people will remember for the rest of their lives. GTS connecting! GTS connecting! Oh my god! Oh my god! When we won that match, that was just amazing because that completely took me by surprise. So I mean, I was pretty psyched about that. <laughs> Punk is leaving through this hometown crowd with a WWE Championship. It was amazing. I jumped right in a car and I drove home. Threw the title in the refrigerator. I know he's told me that two conversations he had really changed his thought about whether to stay or go. And one was with Lars. The other was with me, and Punk said, I don't know, what should I do? Talk to me. And I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to make a change. I want to change this place for the better. And I said, you can't change anything from your couch. And I know from conversations since then that that meant a lot to him. I put it into perspective for him.
I re-signed my deal halfway through the Money in the Bank show. So when that show started, I was still out the door. I was still negotiating. And as, as Vince said, you have me over a barrel here. I don't feel like I settled on anything, contrary to what I said on television. Like, I, I wasn't in this for silly demands, and it wasn't even about the money. It was simply 100% about the respect and being placed on the card where I deserve to be. It is better for the whole company. <laughs> so CM Punk did re-sign with the WWE, but at that moment in time, WWE had a decision to make because there was no WWE champion. So the tournament was held, and on July 25th, 2011, Raw 948, Rey Mysterio beat The Miz for the WWE Championship. But later on in the night, John Cena would challenge Rey Mysterio for the same title. We're just going to watch the end now of that and the shocking aftermath. The two men that we've seen feature against CM Punk on this podcast... Oh, and Cena catches Mysterio. He's going for 6-1-9. Gets the AA victory. What a match. <laughs> Brilliant match. And Cena is the new WWE champion. Oh, and Cena, lovely bit of respect there. Raises Rey Mysterio's hand. Cena's a bit groggy, but Cena is the better man. Oh, my God. It is CM Punk. He is back. We've got a WWE champion in the ring and a man carrying a WWE title around his waist coming out here. CM Punk. Well, Punk's back and he seems happy to be back into his ring as WWE champion. I don't think Cena's very happy. Well, the last time Cena saw Punk was when Punk was leaving after beating him for his title. Yeah. So Punk is back in the WWE and he is looking at John Cena. So then at SummerSlam, it was John Cena versus CM Punk, WWE Champion versus WWE Champion. And at the end of this great match, a shocking thing had happened. Punk had won, but then Alberto Del Rio cashed in money in the bank to become WWE Champion. Now Punk was shocked by this. And this leads us to our next match. November 20th, 2011, we're in Madison Square Garden. And for the WWE Championship, it's CM Punk versus the champion, Alberto Del Rio. His name is, his name is, his name's Alberto Del Rio. So we've seen Punk win a lot of championships. Can he win the WWE title tonight again? So Survivor Series then, we had John Morrison versus Dolph Ziggler for the US title to start us off. We had Eve Torres versus Beth Phoenix for the Divas Championship. We had Team Barrett versus Team Orton. We had The Big Show versus Mark Henry for the World Championship. We had, of course, CM Punk versus Alberto Del Rio for the W title. And, of course, the main event, because it's a tag team match for no fucking title, <laughs> it is The Rock and John Cena, two of the biggest ass kissers in the company, <laughs> going against The Miz and our true. I think you're drinking a bit of the punk Kool-Aid, but you can see the amount of CM Punk t-shirts in the crowd. So three months ago. Ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk is WWE champion.
WWE title on his hands with me, Alberto Del Rio. There's no one better than Alberto Del Rio in WWE. So you better get used to see me as a WWE champion for long. Long. Long time. to interrupt anybody when they're talking, but I never received my one-on-one -on -one title shot after you cashed in your Money in the Bank contract on me. You got the cojones to put the title on the line against me? Losers don't deserve title shots. Why don't you come and see me when you do something right? Big Show versus Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio has been absolutely relentless. Alberto Del Rio is knocked out cold. Amigo. It's a simple yes or no answer. What do you say? What do you say? And I'm not going to let go until you say yes to giving me my match at Survivor Series. your destiny but for all of your destiny speeches you don't really have anything interesting to say do you that survivor series i'm not only gonna beat you i'm gonna make the wwe championship interesting again i am the wwe champion and you know how dangerous i am i am the best in the world oh. Come on, this match is over. In fact, I don't think he's going to make it to Survivor Series. Del Rio punishing Punk. This industry is better with me as a WWE champion. And I'm going to be champion for a long, long, long time. So the promo Punk saying he's unhappy he never got a one-on-one -on -one rematch with Del Rio. And Del Rio said he doesn't give rematches to losers. But Punk got many Anaconda Vice and demanded a title match. And Del Rio had no choice but to say to Punk, it's on at Survivor Series. And Punk's been frustrated these past couple of months. But can he walk out? MSG, New York City as WWE Champion. My name is... Vamos a gentlemen. Alberto Del Rio. So I don't know, I didn't get it. What was his name again? <laughs> my, my name, name is, yes, my name is, my name is Alberto Del Rio. Howard Finkel. Oh, wow. Yes. It's a Fink. Ooh, fucking hell, he's nearly as wide as Rhino. Go on, Fink. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Fantastic honour and a wonderful privilege to be here today. Get on with it, Howard. Oh, my, must be his lucky charm. Well, we just had the instructions there, and the reaction Punky's getting is pretty unbelievable. Cut the collar now, we're tie-ups, but no one's had the advantage just yet. Punk grabs Del Rio, gets pushed off, though. Shoulder bars takes him down, goes for cover, but Del Rio's up before the... Colt Cabana chart going yeah. round. Met him. 
It's the only time he got chanted at Medicine Square Garden. Medicine Square Garden. Medicine Square Garden. It's the only time he got chanted at MSG. Former friend, of course. <laughs> Del Rio grabs the side headlock. <coughs> so ADR, what, what do we think of ADR? I mean, we, you know, we've uh, commented on a majority of Punk's opponents. What are your thoughts on uh, Alberto? I really don't know. I mean, he came in... Was strong, like you say. I mean, 2011 itself, he won the Rumble and Money in the Bank. So there's got to be something about him. But no, sorry, James, he didn't win just the Rumble. He won the second biggest Rumble in WWE history. I, I, I hold my hands up. You are right about that. Yeah, 40 men. It's not the greatest Rumble, but the biggest Rumble at that time. At the time. <laughs> at that time. <laughs> yeah, at the time, the 2011 Rumble cries now. It's like great Rumble to go over. Uh, like, but I don't know. I just I don't want to take an expression from you, but I'm just like, nah. you know what I mean. I'm not here and there. I'm just like when he came back and beat Cena for the US title, you thought oh, okay, and then it was just like League of Nations and yeah, <laughs> and then Page, you know, yeah. and he's an Impact. And you're just like, you know what I mean. I mean, what any anything else? Is there another side I haven't seen? No, um, you know, I'm similar to you. He hasn't done anything. Stand out ish. I mean, you know, his personality is average at best. His wrestling ability, you know, he's he's nothing special in the ropes. He's, you know, he's someone that you name WWE champions. I'm sure nine out of ten people's lists he's forgotten about. Yeah, exactly. And this is the case with well, like not talking about him. You have a successful year, and it's kind of like fucking. Did he do all that bloody hell? You know, because we, we don't. Remember it, you know, it's like Trump Punk trying to be forgotten about as well, even though kind of success he would go on to have. It's like even, you know, if you go on to name the Royal Rumble winners, again, Alberto Del Rio's name, it's it's not one that comes to the forefront of it. But I think even like if you said Seamus won the Rumble, you'd be quite surprised now. Yeah, but what, the guy who was in the bar? Fucking hell, you know. So, But I think the one thing that have got similarities, I think we should say, we have not mentioned it a lot, even though we're going to focus a lot. I mean, this is going to be a two or three part right now. I'm not sure when. Uh, I'm not sure what, but we're going to talk about the UFC fight that Punk has on the next podcast, and we'll have like a, a review of that. That's happening tonight at UFC in Chicago. Chicago but, way. Chicago. But Del Rio has been in MMA fights before. Uh, as Del Rio's gone to the outside, looks like Punk might go high risk here. Oh, suicide dive takes out ADR. Because uh, Del Rio, just go on YouTube and you'll see some hilarious knockouts that Del Rio sustained in uh, MMA. So there's similarities there. Both trained for it in that way. Punk's been as successful as Del Rio at this moment <laughs> in MMA. But hey, you never know. Zero and one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Throws him back in. But Punk's fighting uh, the guy Mickey Gallbeat as well. So there's, there's a chance. And he's in his hometown, diving cross body by Punk. We've only seen him lose once on this podcast, Dan. So you, maybe we're a lucky omen for him. Or maybe he just chose the right matches. <laughs> yeah. And Punk's got Del Rio's arm. Del Rio hangs Punk up on that second right. Now going with the kicks and the punches. Oh, and Ricardo Rodriguez having a shot, but I don't think <laughs> him like that one bit. Oh, Punk's going to chase down Ricardo. He's not as fast as Strowman. Oh! Oh, as Alberto Del Rio comes diving through the ropes after the distraction by Rodriguez, and uh, Punk gets taken out. Took his eye off the ball, got distracted. Del Rio took advantage of that to be WWE champion for the past couple of months. Does say something, considering you've got people like CM Punk fighting for it, 
Triple H, John Cena. Well, a double axe handle smash from the top row. I mean, you know, it's. Have you seen anything impressive in this match? What from Del Rio or from Alberto? Um, not not really. You know, I know he's he's, he's Mexican way of that kind of uh, high flying, and Del Rio has not really used that as a hill, is he? So. Uh. No, I've not seen anything. I mean, the cross-arm breakers are right, but you've got to tell a story about how dangerous Del Rio is, and he didn't come across as that dangerous a man. Even looking at him now, I think his look is a bit... <laughs> you He's know got a bit I mean? of punch to him. Yeah, exactly. He's not in the best of shape, is he? No. I mean, Punk might be the smaller guy. He's trying to get Del Rio up for the GTS. But you think of a Mexican wrestler, you think Eddie Guerrero, even Rey Mysterio. You know, the Lucha style... You know, you've got elements of the lucha thrown in, but he's he's kind of like a Mexican-born American wrestler. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's a bit like Conan. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> like, they're heavier than Mexican wrestlers. Kind of worse the moveset is, because it's just so basic, you know, in, in that kind of way. I'm not saying, that obviously, people are going to be like, no, fucking deal with you. I don't know that. <laughs> you know, but... Working on the arm and punk now. I think, you know, Del Rio is more of a submission-based wrestler as opposed to springboard crossbodies and moonsaults and, you know, just throwing himself off the top rope. I think that's a benefit of CM Punk, though, because he makes opponents look better. You know, like I said, we've not seen a bad CM Punk match on this, but it's not just because of the choices, but because of the way Punk is in the ring. We heard that from him earlier. You heard people say that. But, you know, it's a similar it's a similar trait that John Cena has. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he has good matches, and, you know, when you put Cena and Punk together, they had a five-star match. Exactly, right, Dale. And a big backbreaker led by Del Rio. Nearly gets the cover, but Punk kicking out. Now, contrary to belief, Del Rio's going up top. What spectacular moves are you going to perform from up there, then? He's got a bit of a red nose from the Punk offense, and now off the top. Again, a double hand slap to the head. Yep, goes for the cover, but Punk gets the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, Del Rio went to maybe drop kick Punk. Punk moving, and Del Rio dropped to the outside. I think we're seeing Punk. I'm not saying he's... Well, I say best in the world. He might not be the greatest wrestler. What he does, he does might not be spectacular like sometimes with Daniel Bryan or like a Shawn Michaels. But for me, it's the whole kind of character and belief system as well. Kind of he is on the microphone. He is the best on the mic. There's no doubt about he that. He is the best all-rounder. Yeah, exactly. If you factor everything that he does, his work ethic, his in-ring ability, his promo work, his mic work, just everything all together, then it comes into you know a great, a great wrestler. I mean... You know, he he's, he's up there. Uh, you know, I know he's an ass kisser, but he's perfect on the mic as well. Yeah, ex- exactly, lad. He exactly, could deliver yeah. a flawless promo. Austin, I think his mic work was more stronger than his in-ring work. And he was, he was again, he was very good on the mic. But, you know, his... I don't know, he, he was... I see Punk in the Austin the, the, the mould, you know what I mean? That kind of cat, that kind of connection that you can get as well. And, and and the way he was in the ring compared to like a kind of AJ Styles would have like the kind of Shawn Michaels comparison where Styles is great, but on the microphone, you know, we've seen him do well, but he's not really known for that kind of the, the character that Punk got so well, you know. But his, you know, where where it comes to in ring work, I think he trumps a majority of yeah. wrestlers that I've ever seen uh-huh. because, you know, he is flawless in his in-ring yeah. work, and, you know, it, I think it more than makes up for his lack of mic work. Yeah, exactly, and this is the things you factor in on everything, isn't it, when it yeah. comes to count what professional wrestler is, and Del Rio, who was in control, got caught with a big boot by Punk, Punk capitalising on that with the 
knee in the corner and the boulder, but can't keep Del Rio down. Punk comes flying off the top rope with a lariat. Rolls up Del Rio, but only gets a two count. Two. Now, Punk may be a little bit of frustration there, but he's finally on top in this one. Yeah, but we see his frustration come out, and I think his where he gets the frustration, he takes it out on his opponent, and he's signalling it's the end for Del Rio. It's nap time. Yeah, he's got him up. GTS, no. Oh, the backstabber from Del Rio. At least he got Punk. No. No, Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. It's disbelief on Del Rio's face. He asks referee, goes, come on. Oh, Punk rolls Del Rio up, but only managing to get a two again. Two. Go for the knee, but Del Rio saw it coming. Oh, and a lovely step up in Seguri from Del Rio. Two. Oh, but Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, these guys are giving it everything, aren't they? Oh, there we are. Catches Punk. Now going for the... Oh, arm breaker. Tucker to the arm. Rolls up Punk. Two. two fr- oh, but again, Punk managing to kick out. There uh-huh. has got Punk up on the top turnbuckle. Looking to maybe suplex him in. Punk fighting out, though, with a series of headbutts. Punk <coughs> looking around. The fans want him to do it. We're going to see it for the first time. No, we're not. Go on, stay down. Oh. oh. Berto was up as well, and he crutches Punk on the top rope. Fans do not like the fact they blocked the elbow and a huge kick to the arm. Yeah, he's definitely softening it up for his patented cross arm breaker. His Nicky cross arm breaker. And Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer, Alberto Dario's dangerous, comes running in. Oh, sits up just in time for Alberto Dario to go shoulder first into the turnbuckle. But Del Rio is in a precarious position, and Punk. Now he's going to try and hit the elbow again. Bang. Hits for the cover. One, two. Oh. Go to sleep. time for Del Rio. Yeah, go to sleep now. Del Rio got the armor punk. Oh, fights out. Looks for the cross arm breaker. Ducks punk's kick. Spins into the cross arm breaker again, and he's got it locked in deep. Oh, this is it. Punk's surely going to tap out. Don't call me Shirley. But he's looking to fight at the moment. Well, the arm's fully extended and he's trying to move the foot, trying to do anything he can. And Punk might not tap out, he might pass out. Fans desperate for him to get into it. Oh, and he gets his feet to the bottom rope. Del Rio's got five to break. But has the damage already been done? He's got bad arm, he can't pick him up for the GTS. He's got bad arm, he can't climb that ladder, can he? And if he can't climb the ladder, he can't win the title, James. <laughs> Now, Del Rio, what do you think what's it going to take to put CM Punk away? Here he comes. Oh, but Punk catches him, but he can't deliver that GTS on one arm, but he De- manages to kick Ricardo Rodriguez off the side of the apron. Del Rio rolls up Punk, and Punk oh. turns it all. Punk just managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Del Rio now follows line. Punk dodged it, hit the kick. One, two. Oh. Anaconda Vice locked in, though. Well, Del Rio kicked out. Ah. And Punk locked it in. And Del Rio's fighting as much as he can, trying to hook the nose of Punk. I think the pain's just too much. And oh! it is, because Del Rio taps out. And your new WWE champion, CM Punk. Punk. And listen to the action of the new champion here. Gets the job Even done with a tap out. Chung smiling. <laughs> Everybody loves punk with the fans. 
Two-time WWE Champion, three-time World Heavyweight Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, two-time Money in the Bank. He's accomplished quite a lot in he what we've won watched. Rumble, though. No, he hasn't. Or main evented, or main evented WrestleMania. Orton's done that. Or won King of the Ring. Orton hasn't done that yet. Or not be a cunt. So Punk wins the W title there. Dan, what do you think of the match? I don't think it's the best match we've seen tonight. And, <clears throat> you know, that's certainly not down to CM Punk. It's down to Alberto Del Rio, if I'm being brutally honest. You know, the highlight of the match was Howard Finkel. Yeah, well, I don't think it was a bad match. I think Del Rio showed his slightly aggressive side. And it heated up towards the end. The fans were investing in it. That was the important oh, thing. CM Punk's bum. And, ooh, and Punk, though, managing to get the win. New York crowd's home happy. And this starts an amazing run for CM Punk. So CM Punk just defeated ADR for the WWE title to start his then record-breaking 434-day reign. Give me some facts, Dan. Fact me. Well, as you said, it was 434 days, 141 title defenses. <laughs> I, I, compared to what Brock Lesnar had. Oh, I see. I mean, yeah. to have 141 title defenses is pretty impressive in my eyes. Yes, I'll tell you what. Why should you read out... Punk's facts, I'll get up Brock's facts, because Brock Lesnar, this is what I'm laughing at, Brock Lesnar has just broken CM Punk's reign, so it's a bit of a shame, really. 434 days. 435, they, they went on Twitter and posted the 435 days, they've beaten it, and there's a lot more to come. So but I see these as two different belts. Yeah, well, they're, they're classing the same, so Lesnar's um, title reign versus Punk. So right. you do <laughs> Punk, and I do Lesnar. I'll put Punk in. Okay. So CM Punk's, we're going to compare the two first and then we'll talk about Punk. So CM Punk, his reign was 434 days. And the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, 435 plus days. So his title defences, 141. Brock Lesnar's title defences, 10. What, 110? Nope, 10. That is what makes it so laughable. The fact is that CM Punk had 131 more title defences. Well, live events, CM Punk had 110. Well, live shows, Lesnar had four. Teen, 14. <laughs> no, four. Pay-per-view events, CM Punk had 12. So basically a full calendar year as champion would make sense. Six for Brock Lesnar. Half. Raw and SmackDown dark matches, CM Punk had nine and seven, respectively. And Lesnar, SmackDown won. He had no matches on SmackDown. And uh, on Raw, he had no matches either, no. Ah, right, okay. Well, he won the title from Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series 2011. He lost the WWE title to The Rock at Raw Rumble 2013. He defended against Alberto... John Cena, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston, R-Truth, Chris Jericho, Kane, Mark Henry, Big Show, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus and Ryback. Well, like you said, CM Punk had defended against Del Rio, The Miz, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston, R-Truth and many more. But we're going to watch a title defence that is going to be quite enjoyable because it's July 15th, 2012. It's WWE Money in the Bank and it's CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. And even better than that, AJ Lee 
Punk's wife is the referee. How about that, eh? So let's have a look at the build-up for it. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Daniel, even if you don't want to show it, I know you still have feelings for me. And Punk. I like to think of us as soulmates. But I don't think that you think what I think you're thinking. You want to see how to get attention? I'll show you. I'll show all of you. Punk and Brian back in the ring. Back and forth we go. What? AJ? Skipping around the ring yet again. Neither Punk or Brian have acknowledged AJ, and I don't think that's set too well with her. Look at the look on her face. You don't care about me. You never cared about me. My match, did you see it? What match? I was on the phone. Oh, man! Both men, what a collision! What is she doing? What is, what is that for? This is bizarre. I have no idea what AJ is doing here. You want to see how to get attention? Now she's got a, a, a table set up out here. I'll show you. What is she thinking? I'll show all of you. I have always cared about you. I like when men look at me. Do you think CM Punk cares about you? I dig crazy chicks. fell through a table so today my body feels wrecked because of it but you need professional help and maybe some of that is my fault i'm sorry because i'm worried about you aj You're going to do an excellent job, and I forgive you. I am in full control of all of my mental faculties at all times. Punk, will you marry me? No! 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 He doesn't love you! Everyone knows it! He doesn't love you! This man sees you as a special referee. I see you as a special person. AJ, will you marry me? Whoa! What a load of crap! AJ, Look, I'm not going to blatantly try to use you and lie to you. I don't care if what I'm about to say costs me my WWE championship, but I'm not going to marry you. At least I care enough about you to tell you the truth.
so let's talk about the promo then. And I mean, AJ Lee is probably the main focus of this WWE title match, getting in between Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. And of course, AJ was with Daniel Bryan, and it was a kiss, uh, the cursed kiss, if you were, at WrestleMania. After 12 seconds, Daniel Bryan lost to Sheamus. And now he, he kind of pushed AJ to the side. And AJ's kind of coming into her own right. Been flirting with Punk recent times. Been trying to get in there. And Daniel Bryan said, no, Punk's using you because you're going to be the rest being friendly. But Daniel Bryan's trying to manipulate the situation. Situation. So we hope we can get an answer tonight. But it is going to be no disqualification, I guess, if AJ's going to be referee because she... Plays crazy really well as well. I should credit her. I did like AJ. I mean, let's talk about AJ. It's well, Punk's wife. Well, sorry, was it during this feud that she um, that she was stood up? She had a table set up and she was stood up on the on the in the in the corner and that, and she went to fall back and she had to be caught by one of yes, the guys. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that time with um, being caught by Punk, and <clears throat> she thought that was her hero. You know, and these are the problems. But I think AJ to her credit, was a really good worker and I think a really good character. Yeah, I think she's a, a, a good little talent. I say good, I don't want to patronise her, but I think she's a good talent. Not many do you get a, a good wrestler as AJ was. Just look at her matches against Paige and the kind of character as well. And I think that's where she was more popular. I think with women, not many of them get the character, but AJ's kind of crazy. And then she was kind of nice, became general manager, didn't she, as well. So very similar, I suppose, to what Paige is now, but of course, walking away uh, when she did. That, that's fine, but we can enjoy this now. Yeah, I did like AJ's moments, you know, when she just come out during a match, skip around the ring yeah. and bugger off. It was like, you know, that's absolutely perfect. That's what you want, isn't it? Nice and breezy. And of course, she's got feelings for Daniel Bryan. And Bryan doing the yeses and the crowd's like, oh no, we don't like that. It'll never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out. I mean... He is the hill at this moment in time. You can see a bit of a darker side to Brian, but I don't think you can't not love Daniel Bryan. And I'm I'm so pleased at least we got to see Punk versus Bryan matches for WWE Championships in WWE. You know, we're not going to see maybe two, but we get to see this one now. I mean, just great talent come all the way back, you know. Well, it's it is two of the greatest workers and you know, they's these two guys are familiar with, familiar with each other. We saw them on your Punk DVD. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when Daniel Bryan was Brian Danielson. Who would have thought changing his name around? And I think Punk helped open the door for Daniel Bryan to get signed as well because of a guy, his size, you know. So I think Bryan owes Punk a little bit. And Punk, 238 days he's held the title at this point in time. Do you think AJ favours either Brian or Punk with the introductions? I don't know. She was kind of smirking with Brian. She didn't have a cigarette in her gob. She's, had, she's just. <laughs> she didn't have a cigarette in her gob. She just had a smile on her face. But we'll see which one she favours. We shall, shan't we? And this, of course, is no disqualification match. And AJ taking the WWE title from CM Punk. Will it be to the end? Will it be the last time Punk holds it? I'd like to see AJ. Punk and Brian in the ring together, but AJ Styles, Punk. Oh, triple fr- that would be fun. I want to see Joe involved in that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a fight four way. Like heavy, be great. element. Yeah. Oh, but then you could throw Seth Rollins into it. Oh, uh, six-way uh, challenge. You could just fucking keep adding. You could Nakamura and then Owens. I really like Owens. I rate him. So there's going to be two hard-hitting styles here. Brian goes for the kick, gets caught with Punk, who responds with a leg whip and. Uh, 
some stiff kicks to the back of his own. They froze Brian out of the ring. Oh, Hughes chops the outside on Barricade. And I think for me, we've seen a lot of looks from CM Punk. You know, we just we saw him get head shaved from Mysterio. We've seen him with bleached blonde long hair. I think now for me, this is kind of what I expect. When I look at CM Punk in my head, that's what Punk looks like. You flip back. I didn't like it when the Nexus period where he frosted it a little bit. I didn't think it suited him. Well. And of course, Daniel Bryan, I mean, getting the start. I mean, we will... We've we've looked at Daniel Bryan. I think we will have a special about him from a guy who got trained by Shawn Michaels, you know, and then always told that he can never make it due to his size. And in, in part, thanks to Punk in WWE and actually becoming champion, it gives Bryan the opportunity. Do you think Daniel Bryan would? If you take CM Punk out of the equation, yeah. would Daniel Bryan would ever been involved or would have become well or WWE champion? I think one way or another, yes, he yeah. may have done. You know, you can't. I know Punk is partially responsible for the rise of Daniel Bryan, but, you know, I think by hook or by crook, Bryan would have made it off his own back. I think that's, that's fair. I think that's fair enough. I mean, Bryan... Because he's one of these ones that, you know, it's he's an intelligent wrestler. You know, he doesn't go through the motions, and I'm talking about you, John Cena. He can have some good matches, yeah. John Cena, and I'm not putting him down. But, you know, with the likes of John Cena... Roman Reigns, you know, they kind of go through the motions. It seems like they're phoning it in, you know. It's it's just a one-trick one ponies. Yeah. But Daniel Bryan, he's always changed it up. Like CM Punk, he's always... I think Macho Man said it once back, back at WWE. People moaning about their spot on the card. And he says, the cream always rises to the top. He says, no matter where you are in, in whatever generation. And uh, I think we saw that with kind of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. I think it's vital for those two guys and what they did to kind of change wrestling. And now you look at it, you've got people like Ricochet in WWE where you would never have had that uh, yeah. bar these two guys a few years ago, you know, because you, you just, they're going to be too, sp- too small and you haven't got that look. And you look at Bryan, you look at Punk, uh, you know, you talk about Rock and Austin. They're not the same build as Rock and Austin, but they've got the personalities of them. And like I said, yeah. Punk, I think he's a better character than Daniel Bryan. I think it'd be fair to say. His character-wise, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot more you can do with Punk, hence why Daniel Bryan just kind of adopted the yes moniker as opposed to CM Punk. You know, he had the best in the world. He, you know, he had so much more going for him on the mic. But I think in the ring, Daniel Bryan slightly tops Punk. Oh, yeah, I, no, I would I would then say if if Punk is, is winning on, like you said, promo, I think Brian, yeah, is a better worker. I think, don't get me wrong, I, I do like, I think Punk is a great worker, but I think with Daniel Bryan, there is no, there, there's not many matches I've watched where there's been a mistake. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see something, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. And if it's due to another guy, Brian has that ability, like a Shawn Michaels, to be able to, to carry a wrestler, no matter how bad that one is to actually get a performance. Even the match with Big Cass that Brian had was acceptable, and that was all down to Daniel Bryan. You oh, know? most so, definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that's <clears throat> important. But I think Punk could do that in his own way sometimes when he felt like it, but it was always that attitude as well. And I'm going to get onto that attitude yeah. a bit later with Punk about, you know, thinking a nice suicide dive to the outside. It's been a good match so far between the two. It has been, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of a slow burner. There's no kind of clear victor at the moment as I say that Punk's kneeling on barricade saluting to the fans and you know you can tell he's definitely the heel he loves his fans at the moment and you know we've seen uh, sorry he's a definite face he loves the fans at the moment and we've seen him being a heel and he's you know 
before the pre WWE, he was telling his fans exactly what he thought of him. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that's another vital part of any superstar as well. Punk went heel, came back, and now he's suspected even more and, and loved a little bit more because of that. If you know what I mean, the same with Daniel Bryan being heel now. When he became face again, then you'd be like, you got a little bit more respect as well because you've you've kind of earned earned your spurs, if you know what I mean, Couldn't in a way. Spurs. Uh, but this has been a kind of hard-hitting kind of you know, Ring of Honor independent E-type match. Oh, no! And seeing quite, quite a, you know, even match, but Daniel Bryan has just pushed CM Punk into AJ Lee, who was standing on the edge of the apron, sent AJ flying, and Punk's gone out to check on her. I'll say, yeah, hard-hitting, easy the kicks, and nice, the wrestling's not been boring at all, and then all of a sudden, something WWE happens. <laughs> oh! And Brian from the edge of the apron, just comes down and drops a double-axe handle, smash onto the back of Punk's head, and throws him into the stairs, and now he goes to check on AJ. See, Brian cares. He's uh, she's going to help him out in the match. He, he really does love her. So he's pleading with a doctor to take care of her. Brian's on the apron. Oh, comes running off with a running knee, takes out Punk, goes right through him. And now he's got a kind of sneer to his face. But he's not finished yet. He's got the W title in his mind. Oh, Jesus. Drops Punk's stomach first onto the steel steps. And then delivers some uh, more of his yes kicks while Punk is trapped around the stairs. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go. Uh, Daniel Bryan seeing Punk chant. Well, Bryan just Irish whipped Punk into Barry K. Daniel Bryan come charging towards, but... Punk lifted him over and sent him into the timekeeper's area. Yeah, Brian's got shock in his eyes and he just got kicked in the face. Oh, and crotches him on the barricade. Now what's Punk going to do? <laughs> Jumps up the barricade, clotheslines Brian down. But Punk's still wearing the uh, wounds of war. With Brian chucking him on the stairs. But Brian might have broke his jaw. Is Punk going to respond to the fans who are chanting, we want tables? Well, if they want tables... Punk will give him them. Oh, and Brian cuts him off, though. <laughs> Michael Cole's not hanging around as they fight nearly the announce table. <laughs> oh, and Daniel Bryan's got a kendo stick now. Now Bryan's going to batter up. Oh, but Punk moved out of the way just in time. Bryan's been unsuccessful with two shots, two misses. And now Punk calling Bryan in the ring. Now Punk kicking at Bryan trying to stop him. Oh. Bryan swings and hits Punk, though. Punk ducking another shot. And now Punk's got the kendo stick, but Brian with a kick to the midsection. And his kendo stick's going back and forth between the two. And that's what's good about these two guys, as Punk reverses Brian. Knee, no. Brian sends Punk over the top, but Punk responds. Springboards his way in, but gets a kendo stick straight to the midsection. How much more impact does that kendo stick have now, after they were, they were wrestling for it for the past couple of minutes, yeah. as opposed to just getting it out and fucking them over a couple of times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that, that kind of story I think we're missing out on sometime, sometimes. Brian tried to pin him, but Punk did kick out. Oh. Now Brian holding the kendo stick, staring at it. Is that the first pinfall attempt we've had in this match? Yep. They've been outside for the majority of it. Yeah, that's true. Well, Daniel Bryan just assaulted CM Punk with that 11... 11 kendo stick shots. That's more than Brock Lesnar's total defences. So that's sickening. <laughs> Brian again. Made that number 12. Goes for the cover. This is it. 
Oh, but Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Punk just got the clear. Brian's not finished yet. Put him in a corner. And nasty forearms to the face. Well, he's just kind of rubbing a tape down the cheek of Punk and giving it a bit of pepper. And then the kicks to the midsection and the legs. Brian's on an all-out attack. A lovely snap suplex there by Brian. And Daniel's going up top. Feels weird calling someone Daniel. Well, this, this, uh, oh, he's mocking Punk. I'm just glad there's no James wrestlers. Here comes Brian now off the top. Oh, oh, looking for the flying headbutt, but unsuccessful. And now Punk's finally trying to get his breath back. You know what I'd do if I was Punk? I'd pick up that kendo stick and just go to town on Brian. Payback's a bitch. Well, the fans firmly behind seeing Punk. Oh, now both men exchanging kicks to the chest as opposed to chops and punching each other. Oh, <laughs> now they've gone to the old-fashioned forearms to the face. Well, yay, nay, but Punk's winning at the moment. Certainly got the upper hand. Irish whips Brian. Follows up with a spinning heel kick. Close lines him down. Oh, now he's going for it. Spinning net breaker. Two. Oh, but Brian managing to kick out. Oh. Anaconda Vice or the Yes Lock? Which do you prefer? Yes Lock. But I think the Anaconda Vice is more difficult to get out of. Well, Punk throws Brian in the corner. Big knee. You know what follows this? The running bulldog. But Brian pushes Punk off. Looks for a kick. Punk ducks and a Randy Orton-esque power slam. Yeah, just done better and uh, Brian gets the shoulder up at two. Two. I'll let that one slide since that's the Punk special. <laughs> now Punk's signalling for sleepy time or nap time. Brian's slowly gets his feet. Punk has got the GTS and Brian turns it, tries to get the yes lock. Punk's got Brian up on his shoulders, but Brian counters with a kind of like a Frankenstein into a roll-up. But Punk managing to kick out. Oh, best reversal of a GTS ever there by Daniel Bryan. <laughs> but Bryan with a huge, what he thought, knockout kick. Got Punk down. And now Bryan's got the kendo stick again. Well, Punk gets thwacked. And now it looks like Bryan's going to go for maybe the bow and arrow. Oh, my God. And he's got Punk. Oh, but Punk's got a leg out. And he's trying to reach, trying to get that kendo stick. Manages to get a hand on it. Oh, oh. and just whips away at Bryan. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That must be the number they both agreed on. <laughs> One, two, oh. But Brian managing to kick out uh-huh. after thirteen kendo stick shots. Unlucky for some. Unlucky for Brian. He just got hit fucking thirteen times. Well, Punk's been hit thirteen times. With him, <laughs> so you know, turnabout's fair play and all that. As Punk going up top for his patented elbow drop. Well, Brian's Brian, a bit far away. Yeah, about say like two thirds across the ring. Brian's up, recovers quickly, and delivers a forearm to Punk, who's perched on the top turnbuckle. That might be the last bit of adrenaline that Daniel Bryan's got. Looking for a superplex. Oh, dear. Tell you what, AJ's been a good referee. She has, yeah. She's, um, she's kind of changed, though. I'm sure she'll have an out. Hey! <laughs> As I say that, AJ Lee starts walking back down to the ring. I'll say I'm sure she'll have an input in the outcome, but... Obviously. Yep. Kicks the other referee out of the ring and says, no, this is my show. And she must have been recovered. It's been an even match. Will she be able to change the outcome? Look at her. She's smirking. No, James, she hasn't got a cigarette in her girl. She's just smiling as she skips around the ring. She's, as Jay always say, she's crazier than a pet coon. 
Is that racist? I think that is now I think about it. I apologise if I... Coon, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. She's goofier than a pet coon. She's more nutty than a squirrel's turd. She's a fry short of a Happy Meal. And AJ has gone outside, has got a chair, come back in. What's she going to do? Which way she'll, will she go? Will she give it to Daniel? Will she give it to CM Punk? And she f- puts the chair down in the middle of the ring as if to say, you two can fight like a like a cockfight. You, <laughs> maybe not. You oh, two, Both oh. men go scrambling towards the chair. I think Brian's got the upper hand, goes to the midsection of Punk. Oh, and with so much force, just welts it across the back of him. AJ mudded Daniel Bryan, not only the weapon of CM Punk's distra- destruction, but also the WWE Championship. Bryan going for the cover. One, what? two. two. Oh, oh, but Bryan managed to get the shoulder up. But Punk managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Bryan looking at AJ. AJ looking right back at Daniel. He was going to get angry, but he's caught his breath. It's fine. AJ's a little upset. He didn't mean to shout at you. Oh, Punk with the roll-up. AJ Lee with the count. But Oh. Brian managed to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And Brian now frustrated at AJ. So you counted me. AJ's smiling. Saying, well, you know, you pinned you. I've got a count. And Brian's saying, yeah, well, look what I'm just about to do with Punk. I think a tooth went flying there. See him, Punk. Huge kicks. The miss kicks again. Don't, James. Oh, what? It, don't. I'll let it slide once. Just Brian, don't. that's where you learn no, it from. No, just don't. And he's wearing CM Punk out of the corner. Miss kick after Miss kick. <laughs> don't, just don't. Punk must be miserable. And now, bro, yes, chance. Looking to put away CM Punk. He's looking for the running knee. Oh, but Punk springs out of the corner. Clotheslines the on chart that. Punk springs out the corner, clotheslines the charging in Brian, and he's got the chair in his sights, and I think reclaiming his title as well. The thing is about CM Punk, he's had so much punishment, he doesn't use a chair to get himself up, but like you say, now he's for payback with Daniel. I keep calling him Daniel now, he's <laughs> Brian. So free each, and now he wedges his chair. And he's got it set up in the corner between us. Top and middle ring rope. But AJ's not happy. And she's getting in the way of the chair. Well, Punk is a gentleman, so he won't throw Daniel Bryan into AJ. And Punk's checking on the chair. Oh, Oh, and Bryan comes in with a double... Bryan comes in with a flying kick and sends Punk back first into the chair. I'm sure Punk's not going to be happy with extracting him, potentially causing him the match. I love it. AJ knows what she's doing. I think that's what actually makes... Someone as that, that crazy where well, they don't know what they're doing, and now Brian reaching out to get the kendo stick. Oh, and AJ putting a foot on it, stopping Daniel from getting it. Brian's like, "Go on, no!" And she's smiling again. Oh, this is not a game. That's what Brian's saying. Turns around and punks there with a huge kick, <coughs> nearly knocks Brian's head off. What's he looking for now? Well, he looks at the slam. He's got a chair behind him. Oh, oh scoop slam! The had a chair behind Brian. Goes up top, looking for that patented elbow drop. Oh! But Brian moves out the way. Punk elbow first into the steel chair. And I think AJ likes the punishment, and that will set him up perfectly low for the yes lock. Punk scrambling. Daniel Bryan hasn't got it fully in. It looked like Punk was maybe going to get the kendo stick, and Brian's got it now. 
Well, he's utilising the kendo stick as part of the yes lock. AJ Lee moves in to get a closer look, and uh, she does like what she sees. Yeah, a punk fight for everything. We don't want his WWE title reign to end like this. It's it's quite mad because, you know, these two guys, we know they're primarily fighting over the championship, but AJ Lee seems like she feels they're fighting over her, yeah. which, you know, I think that's that's quite an interesting part of things. But Punk manages to get the kendo stick off of Brian, sends him into the ring post. Brian back out. Picks him up. GTS. GTS. Can he capitalise on it, though? No, he can't get up at the moment. And now Punk going for the cover. AJ, one, two. Oh, Brian managing to just kick out. Oh. Now Punk's staring at AJ saying, why wasn't that free? Why didn't you count? So I can't believe it, but Brian got shoulder up after the GTS. What is left? That table. That table's left. And that's what Punk's going out to get. She's turning into a TKC match. Well, Punk's going to set up the table. And end things with Daniel Bryan. What a hard-hitting war it's been between these two men. TKC with referee AJ Lee. Placing the uh, downed Brian onto a chair. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I came here to fucking finger paint and the more out of poop. (laughs) Well, Brian's across the table. Punk's going up. He's going to look to put Brian away with the elbow. Oh. Brian recovers just in time. Cratches Punk on the top turnbuckle. Oh, my God. An unanswered punches by Daniel Bryan on CM Punk. And Punk straddled up there. And Daniel Bryan. Oh. And Punk returns the favour and crutches Bryan on the top turnbuckle. And now, Punk, now Punk's got Bryan in just wailing away with the elbows. You're going to seriously injure him if you keep doing that. Now we're going all the way to the top. Suplex sending him through the table. Well, the high angle Brian went through, and now can Punk go for the cover? One, two, three. That gives Punk the victory. It was fucking good, though. It was. I mean, yeah, it was a long match, but it was a good match. Dan, what you thought? It was. It was probably one of the better CM Punk matches I've seen. You know, we've we've seen him in some great matches, but this one, I don't know. It's. Throughout most of the match, neither guy had a great upper hand. You know, it's as soon as one gets, a bit of one comes back, you know, and it was just match for match, move for move, you know, even with the kendo stick strikes, they both had 13 <laughs> each, three chair shots each, you know, so it was it was so even. They had, you know, the same amount of strikes each, and it was it was telling a brilliant story. AJ Lee played, played a per- perfectly as well. And, yeah, you know, it just, yeah. yeah. If this ain't a five-star match, then the system's all fucked. Oh, we should say that Punk took the WWE Championship off AJ, went up and celebrated with it, and didn't look back at AJ. Now AJ's upset. Maybe she backed the wrong horse in this race. Well, did she back the horse? I mean, you know, she counted. She done her job to the T. Yeah. She wasn't fast counting yeah. one, slow counting another. She just counted when the shoulders were down for free. Yeah, uh, that is true. But, I mean, like you say, a match, we, we just picked any... I say we picked. That is just a match in his WWE title reign. And if you consider that to 
I mean, how many Brock Lesnar matches would have been in that just one Daniel Bryan versus Punk match? Just the the length of it. Do you know what I mean? That's probably the five total defenses, the three total defenses right there. Yeah. So that's why when you compare the Reigns, it's a bit of a joke. But that's what jo- uh, that's what John Cena. That is what CM Punk brought. And weirdly, uh, after that, Daniel Bryan and AJ, this fifteenth, twenty twelve, July twenty third, twenty twelve. Daniel Bryan and AJ were going to get married, but also on her historic Raw 1000th episode, John Cena was cashing in his money in the bank to go against none other than our man CM Punk. You see, it's been about a year since I've been the WWE champion. For the first time ever, I'm putting myself in the money in the bank ladder match. I will do whatever I have to to whoever I have to to be the next Mr. Money in the Bank. Here's Cena, he uses the free case as a weapon. Cena's got it. John Cena won it. John Cena won it. John Cena wins Money in the Bank. For the first time in his career, John Cena is Mr. Money in the Bank. Tonight, WWE Champion CM Punk versus the world's largest athlete, The Big Show. So John Cena has just made his entrance to the ring in uh, negative fashion, as always, dressed in green. And of course, he said last week on Raw that he was going to cash in against CM Punk this week. So the main event of Raw 1000 is for the WWE Championship. And Cena's out here. Will he be the first man to cash in his money in the bank and lose? <laughs> you said will he. We'll find out. Here comes the best in the world, CM Punk. Well, he looks confident. 
And what time is it, Dan? It's clobbering time. So they asked, who would you like to see The Rock face? For the W Championship of the Royal Rumble, you had Rock Punk, Rock Show, Rock Cena. What do you think they went for? Rock Punk. Wow. So everybody's fan favourite, Cena, only got 35%. Big Show got 10 10 but the biggest winner, CM Punk, fifty-five, and that might change people's that might change booking outcomes on Raw one thousand if they're thinking about it. So the bell rings, and here we go on Raw at WWE title defense. <laughs> Unlike Brock Lesnar with the Universal title, CM Punk is going to be the man, and he doesn't mind defending. He's got no real choice in the matter here because obviously the money in the bank. But still, you see what he's like against Daniel Bryan, a fighting champion, and he offers a handshake to Super Cena. So, he's he's pretty facey at the moment. He's been a bit overshadowed in his WWE title reign by John Cena, beating John Laurinaitis and main event in pay-per-views, but Punk has his support, as you can hear from the crowd. Yeah, John Cena won money in the bank, that pay-per-view, that Punk beat Brian, Cena won oh. MITB. So Raw 1000. Man. I know. I can't believe how long ago it was. Yeah. Six years ago now. Don't feel like it, does it? <laughs> Same year as the uh, Olympics in London. Makes you feel old and seeing a shoulder blocks Punk down. Going to try and wrestle with him. Nice leapfrog by Punk. Oh, test of strength. Punk with the backslide, looking for a cover, but only getting a two count. Two. Punk right back in Cena's face. Well, you got to think of the confidence that CM Punk's got at the moment. Nearly 300 days as W champion. you got to think that at some point he might be unbeatable. Can Cena get the job done tonight? Punk grabs hold of the arm. John Cena, a man who said that when he first saw CM Punk, he didn't know what the hype was about. Well, now, can you see what the hype was about? Well, I think John Cena's getting hyped. Well, since the pipe bomb that CM Punk uh, obviously did so famously, since then, you know, CM Punk has been treated a little bit different. He's in the signature now. He's, he's opening titles. He's got his cups. They're trying to bring the ice cream bars. But is he... St- Really, still at this point, the number one guy in the company. No, no, he's wrestling the number one guy in the company, and I think that was Punk's problem. That he, even with title reigns, even it's like, yeah, you have a longer start reign, but you're still not the guy. Why did they never do the Punk what they did to Roman Reigns? Or wasn't the, you know what I mean? Wasn't the time right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy to think they're like, right, okay, Cena's done now. Reigns, you're the man. If they'd done it to Punk, he might have stayed around, and God knows what you'd have had since then. I'm not saying he would have changed the wrestling industry, but still, it's a pretty important fucking character to have. Most definitely, yeah. It's, it is similar to a modern-day Austin. You know, someone who speaks his mind, not afraid to ruffle the feathers, you know, just does what he feels is right. Yeah, And as he says, whether you love him or hate him, or if you just like him, you know, he, he he's never going to change the way he is, which I think is good. With, with someone like that, because, yeah, he might be an arsehole sometimes, but you know that, as opposed to thinking Cena is a nice guy, and you meet him, and he turns out to be an arsehole. Yeah, I'm not saying he is, but, yeah. as CM Punk said, he likes Cena a whole lot more than he likes most of the other guys at the back, so it's good that they've got a working relationship. Cena obviously learnt to respect CM Punk as a, as a wrestler, maybe a, a guy as well. You know, with Cena, with... Um... You know, kind of things that the status that he has in the company, and you know, to to cash in against CM Punk, but do it respectfully. Yeah, yeah, to say I, I will challenge you, because he wants to get the job done properly, doesn't he? You know, 
We talk about modern day Steve Austin. You know, John Cena is the modern day Hulk Hogan, wherever you liked it or not. Most definitely, yeah. And the fans really not on the side of John Cena. Punk takes down Cena. Now working on the back with a kick. This is the thing of merchandise as well. You know, Cena's the number one seller. But during this year, Punk would would, would touch him in that regard, you know. So it wasn't a fact of like, oh, he didn't, the, the, the kids didn't like him enough. You can hear that kind of support they have for Punk. And this has been a slow start. Punk working the, uh, the headlock. It's a completely different style of matchup from the one that Punk had against Brian. You know, it's... You you can tell he's going against a guy who's bigger than yeah. Brian. You know, it's it's a more slow, methodical work down. It's it's kind of more intelligent wrestling. And it's good that seeing Punk can, like you say, hit those different levels. Like we see in every match, there's been something a little bit different from him or the different styles of the people that he wrestles as well. And now the yay-nay punches... I can uh, safely say that they're highly in Punk's favour. Both men exchanging punches and kicks and the odd elbow strike here and there. The Cena's got the upper hand for the time being. Punching away at Punk, goes for an Irish whip, but Punk reverses. Cena ducks the clothesline and hits his uh, patented shoulder bars attempt twice. Three times a lady. Punk gets spam out. No, tries to land on his feet. Pushes Cena away. Hits the calf kick. Now he's going to go through his signature. Clothesline. Now the net breaker. Pushed away. Now the knee in the corner. Mocking John Cena saying you can't see me. Looking for the running bulldog. But Cena picks him up. Plants him down for the you can't see me. There you go. You can't see me. Oh! Punk kicks him in the face. Didn't see that coming. And now another knockout kick. To the back of the head this time. Oh, is Punk signalling for the end? Yeah, it is nap time. Punk is going to put John Cena to sleep. Oh, to yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks Michael. That. Cena blocks him low, pushes Punk away. Oh, he goes into the ref. Cena now with the attitude adjustment, but there's no referee. Cena had his swab. And Cena's looking around, and the referee's gone. So referee was out. Cena had, him warm, had it warm. And now the crowd's on their feet. Who's coming out here? Oh, no. Well, well, it's the big show. And now it's these that could be one of the uh, potential men to face The Rock. Oh, I think show went in too quickly because he's already in the ring when Cena pretended that he couldn't see him. But he got caught, like I say, with a spear. And now the giant, the giant knockout punch. Come on, Cena, recover a bit quicker. And look at CM Punk in the corner. We get a close-up shot now. I mean, he but he is going to defend his W title if Show does it. Knocks out John Cena and leaves the ring. Well, the damage is done. I guess he'll be leaving. And CM Punk looks around and he thinks to himself, I've got to, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks like he's going to just crawl over for a cover. Oh, Punk's not sure what to think. Is he going to wait for Cena to recover? Well, I don't know if the referee's back in yet. Punk's like, well... He is facey. He is facey. And now he's going outside to check on the well-being of the referee. Punk's still not sure, but it does get the referee in. Now, Punk, should he do it? Or should he tell the referee that Big Show came out? Well, either way, he's going to win the title. Yep. He goes in for a cover. Two. Two. Oh, but Cena managing to kick out. Oh... 
And the frustration may be bubbling on the surface now for CM Punk. Maybe he's saying, hey, that's karma for you. Try to take advantage of a bad situation. Situation. <laughs> and Cena got the shoulder off at two. Two. Come on, Punk. He's dead weight. Maybe just send him to sleep. Here we go. Gets him up on his shoulders. Looking for the GTS. Shakes his head. Oh, but Cena catches him, rolls him up. He's looking for the STF. For the second time, looks like Punk is going to be beaten by Cena. Well, it's the big show again. Oh. And just clubs Cena across the back. Punk retains, but I don't think that's the biggest story here at the moment. No, big show set up a match between him and Cena. He's beaten the crap out of him. It's cost him the W title twice. And a huge knee. Will Punk help John Cena out in this fight against the big show? But he has been injured. Don't forget, Cena just had him in that STFU. Might have had uh, serious damage. You just watch it, Big Show. He seems conflicted, but it's not his battle. Oh, this is the thing. He's retained his title. He doesn't get injured. Big Show just beat the crap out of Cena. Well, we saw The Rock earlier. Now, look, he's ready for action. It's not The Rock, it's Dwayne. Well, he runs straight past CM Punk and goes for a tackle of Big Show. He's rocking and rolling here. He's got Big Show in trouble. Spine buster. Ah, oh, the spine on the pine. And the rock looks <laughs> jacked. <laughs> well, he's ready for action. Here we go. People's elbow. Oh! CM Punk comes in to save. Well, it was. It could have been a two-on-one disadvantage. And the fact is, when the rock ran by CM Punk, I think Punk felt a little bit disrespected by that. Yes. So he comes in and Punk, in one of my favorite ever in wrestling, I went mental when this happened because finally it meant Punk, like you said, can't be the number one guy in the company. They obviously got plans for The Rock, but what can Punk do? Become the number one heel by his hands. And is he done with The Rock yet? The Rock's stumbling to his feet. CM Punk is poised. No, he's going to deliver a GTS. Bottom. Oh, he's got him on the shoulder. Oh, my God. Well, go to sleep, Rock. And that's Punk's statement. WWE champion retains against John Cena and then lays out The Rock. It looks like at the Rumble, The Rock was looking for revenge on Punk. And I don't think Punk cares. So Facey Punk's gone. We now have got Hill Punk back. Come with us to the darkness. And the fans still chant his name. So Raw 1000, the biggest episode in Raw history. Punk has the biggest impact. So, Dan, what do you think of the Cena match and the afterwards with The Rock? I thought it was actually quite an interesting match and it tells a pivotal part in the storyline as well because, you know, we know, obviously, with Punk retaining, he's going to be facing The Rock next. So, The Rock coming out to save his frenemy, John Cena. And, you know, Punk getting involved saying, well, you know, you walked past me, you disrespected me. I'm going to show you what I'm all about now. And that's what I think really good about seeing Punk character, that he has the ability... To do that. And he is WWE Champion. Like you say. We've seen face Punk title reign. And having great matches. His reign up until The Rock. You could argue a bit hit and miss. You know. A couple of matches with Cena on pay-per-view. United Champions especially. With weird finishes. They never put him over John Cena properly. They never did. Even at Money in the Bank 2011. It was still outside interference that distracted Cena. So never once. You know. Which which I think is a shame. But I think it's a huge statement there. He, uh, of course, had a feud with Ryback as well. And do you know CM Punk defended the title on my birthday? 
and LaSalle against Ryback, and I wanted Punk to retain. Brad Maddox turned out to be the referee and cost Ryback and all those shenanigans. Punk then got injured, and you weren't sure if he was going to make it to the Royal Rumble or not. But we're going to go, and we've seen a lot of Cena, uh, we've seen a lot of CM Punk matches. But if we go January seventh, twenty thirteen, Raw ten twenty four, and finally The Rock returns to Monday Night Raw for the first episode of twenty. Oh, he's coming to an end. Four hundred and fourteen days, and another edition. Not only is he now gone shaven head, he's on route. Not only is he gone shaven headed, but now Paul Heyman is accompanying him with WWE Championship. And of course, a little dig at Rock T-shirt knees to faces, as opposed to boots to asses. TLC match. It was Ryback versus Punk earlier because it was meant to be at TLC, but of course Punk's injury. He still went through that match, and of course. He had a little bit of help, though, Punk did to retain. And it was the Shield. And I mean, how cool is it that the Shield made their debut with CM Punk? You know, he helped That's him out cool. the first few months. You know, Roman Reigns, Ambrose and Rollins. And they finally triple powerbomb Ryback. Shield bomb. Not only through the table, but onto the stairs. And look at Punk smirking. Well, he's talked about Vincent Mann's brass rings, and he took the W Championship off a brass ring. Earlier tonight, and now what's he going to say? Because here's the truth about Las Vegas. Here's the truth about the WWE is that it, it doesn't matter if you're the best wrestler. It doesn't matter if you're the best talker. It doesn't matter if you're the best overall performer. It doesn't matter if you make the two clowns sitting to my left on commentary look like amateur hour. There is a glass ceiling, and nobody is allowed to break it. That's the simple story of this place. The more popular you are, the more money you make. The more you people cheer for any given superstar, the more opportunities you're afforded. Why do you think a guy like John Cena, who has admittedly had the worst year of his career, gets title shot after title shot after title shot after title shot? Or, or why a lethal grappler, why a, a serious submission specialist like Daniel Bryan puts a smile on his face and saddles himself, belittles himself with catchphrases? Or why a 400-pound monster, Brodus Clay, soils his hands by touching your filthy, ugly little children to get in the ring so he can shuck and jive for you? Or why an invisible child Little Jimmy is better positioned on the flagship show Monday Night Raw than a workhorse like Tyson Kidd. And nobody's ever been able to attain a modicum of success without you. Except for now. Until I showed up. I have become the most successful WWE Champion of all time. Not of the modern era. Now that's another little buzzword that somebody backstage wants you to say. They probably want to put it on a t-shirt. But that's the way you get noticed. You don't get noticed until you start to move a couple of t-shirts around here. If I, if I competed in Bruno San Martino's era, I'd have been champion for 20 years too. No, I'd have been champion for 30 years. Because wrestling one night a month in Madison Square Garden is easy. You never see a Hulk Hogan wrestle TLC matches against a superstar like Ryback. Because he had it easy. I wrestle physically demanding matches on free television week in and week out. So much that my one year 
equals 30 of theirs. And I've attained this success, not, not because of you. I am successful, not because of you. I am successful in spite of you. Here's some honesty. I watched Roddy Piper smash a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head, and I sure as hell didn't say, golly gee, I can't wait to go electrify the people of Tampa Bay, Florida. No, because I don't care about the people of Tampa Bay, Florida. There's good guys and there's bad guys in this world, and make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, I am a bad, bad man. And every time after that, when I beat one of your superheroes, and I don't care if it was John Cena, Ryback, Chris Jericho, Kane, Big Show, Dolph Ziggler, any of the litany of superstars that I've defeated, I wasn't just beating them, I was beating all of you. And for 414 days, that's exactly what I've done. In your face, jerks, I have beaten you. I have stomped you out under my oppressive boot, and I'm gonna do the same thing to The Rock because I don't care if he's back. You all do not get to win. You are losers. You do not get to win. You do The Rock had to hear it all. The Rock wanted to wait until you said everything you had to say so The Rock knew exactly the kind of man he's dealing with at the Royal Rumble. And now it's become crystal clear to The Rock. You are straight up delusional. You keep mentioning that number 414. 414 days you've been WWE Champion. That's incredible, incredible. The real number, it ain't 414, Jack. The real number that haunts your dreams is 20. They know in 20 days, time's up. You want to change. You wanted a revolution. You say that when you became WWE Champion, you rejected the people. No, 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 no. The people rejected you. You talked about change. You couldn't do it. You talked about revolution. You couldn't do it. You came out and you promised everybody ice cream bars. Ice cream bars for everybody. And you couldn't even do that. You couldn't provide ice cream if the Dairy Queen, Carvel, and Cookie Puss drove an ice cream truck straight up your ass. <laughs> They have, they have voices, and they love to use their voice. They use it every single night. Every night they use their voice. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, they know something special is getting ready to happen right now. They're going to use their voice. They're going to chant the loudest chant you have ever heard. They're going to chant. They're going to chant something that is going to follow you for the rest of your life. 
They're going to chant. They're not going to chant respect. They're not going to chant best in the world. They're going to chant exactly what you are. In three seconds, they're going to chant cookie puss, cookie puss. <laughs> Be the puppets that you are. He got you chanting about ice cream the same way I did a year and a half ago. Congratulations. They still don't get to win. You don't get to win. They don't get to win? They don't get to win. Oh, they've already won. They've already won. See, that's something you fail to realize. They've already won. They won the moment The Rock woke up this morning at 4 a.m. The Rock woke up this morning at 4 a.m. He sent out his early morning tweet to the world. Then The Rock ate his famous pancakes. Then The Rock went to the gym, clanging and banging and clanging and banging. Then The Rock got in his pickup truck and he drove up right up I-75, right through Alligator Alley. Right through Alligator Alley, so The Rock could stand right here, right here in the middle of this ring, in front of you, in front of them, in front of the world, and proudly say, finally, The Rock has come back to Tampa! But you see, Punk, it's not just that The Rock is back. No, it's why The Rock is back. Here's why The Rock is back, for three reasons. The Rock is back to entertain them, the Rock is back to stop you. And after 10 long years, 10 long years, The Rock is back to win that. CM Punk, you have one of the most creative and innovative minds in the history of the WWE. The Rock knows it. You fail to use it. You became WWE champion, and you also became the biggest jerk the world has ever seen. The Rock can look, the Rock can look you in the eye and tell you this with all passion and with all heart. When The Rock is here, don't you ever say the people don't matter. They matter. They've always mattered. You're the one that doesn't matter. Oh, I matter. I'm the most successful. It w doesn't matter if you matter. <laughs> The only thing that matters is that you understand, you get it straight in your head, that at Royal Rumble, there ain't no way. And The Rock means no way you're gonna stop The Rock from becoming WWE Champion. Unlike a lot of people, I'm glad you're back. I don't care what your schedule is. I don't care if you work here 16 days a year, 365 days a year. You could be Santa Claus and have his schedule. You could one day a year. I'll still kick your ass. I don't care how many movies you film every year. I know how hard that schedule probably is. But every time you come back, whenever you decide to grace us with your presence, I'm going to kick your ass. Because this isn't Candyland. I'm like nobody you've ever faced before. You can make fun of the color of my t-shirt and you can talk about pie and you can sing songs and you can rhyme and you can do your tired, lame-ass shtick. 
I just want you to know that come Royal Rumble, and you have about three weeks to realize this, I'm gonna kick your ass, because I'm the best in the world. I'm the best thing going today. I'm the best guy you've ever stepped foot in the ring with. And you need to understand, congratulations, Rock. You just graduated from the kiddie table, but you just bit off more than you can chew. You're playing Little League with your little insults and your rhymes and your millions and millions and your finallys, and I'm in the big leagues, and I'm swinging for the fence. You need to understand that your little jabs and your insults, it's all kiddie games. You can't leave a mark on the champ's face. Come Royal Rumble, understand when you step in the ring, your arms are just too short to box with God. You may think that The Rock is boxing with God, but The Rock knows for a fact you are going one-on-one -on -one with the great one. Don't you think don't you think for one single solitary second that The Rock doesn't know how bad you are, how dangerous you are, how tough you are. The Rock knows that. 414 days. The Rock knows. The last time we were in the middle of this ring, you hit The Rock with a GTS and you knocked him out cold. Cold as a block of ice. The Rock didn't forget it. You hurt The Rock. You embarrassed The Rock. He said it before. He'll say it again. In 20 days, time's up. But here's the thing, this is what The Rock wants you to do from now until then. The Rock wants you to go home and think about the next 20 days. As a matter of fact, The Rock wants you to go home and look in the mirror. As a matter of fact, The Rock wants you to go home, look in the mirror and strip naked. That's what The Rock wants you to do. Go ahead and look at yourself. Don't concentrate on your cookie puss. Turn around and look at your backside. Turn around, look at your backside, and let's try and find a small space on this body that's not covered in ugly tattoos because The Rock wants you to get two more tattoos, some more tattoos. Here's the thing. Go ahead. On your left butt cheek, The Rock wants you to get a tattoo of a big fat M&M. And then add a Snickers, a Milky Way, a Mounds. You can't have an Almond Joy because unlike you, Almond Joys actually have nuts. And then, and then on your right butt cheek, this is what The Rock wants you to do. The Rock wants you to get the tattoo of The Rock size 15 shoe. So you will have a lifetime reminder of how badly The Rock is going to kick your candy ass at Royal Rumble. Personally, I don't think you can get better than that when you're trying to build up a match. And we've watched a lot of CM Punk's greatest matches, and we said how good he is on the mic, and you'd arguably going up against the one of the greatest promos of all time is The Rock. And Punk is not only his equal, he, he brings out another side of The Rock, the kind of tense side. I mean, Punk's probably more serious when The Rock's still got laughter. But yeah. you can you can see it in The Rock's eyes, what he's saying you know, I, I don't know if he respects punk or what it is, but it's just brilliant, isn't it, you know? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it is. You know, you've still got The Rock. He's still got his comedy side of character. But with punk, you, you kind of think that he, he's, there's some truth and he actually believes what he's saying is, you know, is the truth. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is. Yeah, I mean, 
I I think I like the punk promo, the punk talk style promo style more than I like the rocks in that way because as Punk says as well, he's using kind of old catchphrases and stuff. Even though Punk was saying he was best in the world, but there was a lot more to it, wasn't there? I think there was a lot. Like I say, your arms are just too short to box with God. It just came through at the top of his head, uh, and it was it was fucking brilliant. And that led to the Royal Rumble of 2013 and a match that we were going to watch on our third part. And it would be The Rock versus CM Punk for the WWE title, of course, at the Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, Rock, uh, unfortunately, Punk lost that one, as we know, his reign came to an end. And then he moved on from that and had a WrestleMania matches, match against The Undertaker, one of my favourite matches. And again, if we get time on the third episode, we'll watch that. And then he went away because he was frustrated as well. We asked about what was next for him after this. And they said, we'll put you in a match with The Undertaker. And he says, then what? And he goes, well, we've got nothing really planned for you. So he, he just frustrated, took his time off. It's the first time he's had time off in WWE since he got there. And uh, took a couple of months. But he would return June 16th, 2013 at Payback versus a man he knew quite well from when he was WWE champion. That's Chris Jericho. In his hometown of Chicago, let's have a look at the promo. Chicago. That's a Chicago way. If Punk thinks he can sit on his ass on his couch at home. Hi, Punk. After losing the WWE Championship. Hey, hey, buddy. Hi, Punk. How's it going? After losing to The Undertaker subsequently at WrestleMania and then taking his ball and going home like a spoiled, petulant child and still call himself the best in the world, he is out of his straight-edged, bald-headed mind. You know what else is in Chicago? The next pay-per-view, Payback. Like I said, if he wants to stay at home in Chicago, then he can't be best in the world. Unless, of course, he decides to come to Payback and prove it by facing me one-on-one on Pay-Per-View once again. You, Chris Jericho, want a match with CM Punk in Chicago. Well, Chris Jericho, on behalf of my clients, and punk i accept i've been the best ever since day one when i walked into this company paul Heyman saw something in me that's right i'm a paul Heyman guy nobody else wanted to admit of course feel free to put your hand on the screen feel me flow through you into your heart me after me but i am the best on this microphone in this ring takes me to the limit more than any other and makes me a better performer night in, night out is the man I'm going to be facing at payback this Sunday, CM Punk. He believes that he is the best in the world. 
the same way that I believe that I am the best in the world at what I do. I'm the best thing going today. I'm the best guy you've ever stepped foot in the ring with. We have the same mindset. We came into business the same way. We have the same chip on our shoulder. At Payback, you will get my best. I need to beat you, CM Punk. No, Chris Jericho, you know, he's he's his usual cocky self again. Another brilliant wordsmith. It's someone who's uh, absolutely amazing on the mic. Um, you know, he's calling out CM Punk saying, look, you know, he lost to The Rock. He lost to The Undertaker. And if CM Punk thinks he could just take his ball and go home, you know, how can he call himself the best in the world? Jericho is the great, he is the GOAT. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, exactly. That's what Jericho is saying. If you look at Punk's record... After Total Reign losing in such big matches, then yes, it's got to be questioned if he can be considered best in the world. You I mean you look at Jericho even now? Who would have thought he'd be the IWGP Intercontinental Champion at this moment in time in 2018? I don't think anybody would be. So you know, another great talent, a guy we've seen quite a bit on on the podcast. But I mean, these matches with. Um, CM Punk when he was W Champion were very very good as well. Of course, at WrestleMania and then. Uh, extreme rules in a street fight but Jericho's out here now we're going to hear CM Punk's reception Chicago made Punk we see the sign what a fucking ovation that was he's not even out yet so here comes Punk after all this time I say all this time after a couple of months away he's had a shave but what time is it Dan it's clobbering time and the hometown of Chicago, they are loving him. And he's coming out with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, maybe he'll be training as a, an MMA fighter somewhere down no, the road. Don't be silly. He's going to be for the WWE. He's going to be in the WWE forever. Yeah. If Punk loses, we riot. Another sign. Well, Same big, sign as last time. Big banner, yeah. Bruce Banner. <laughs> well, because we are that cool, we're both oh. sat here in our CM Punk t-shirts while doing a CM Punk special podcast. I mean, when we done the Randy Orton one, James also wore a Randy Orton t-shirt. Yeah, it's weird that. And then when we um, <laughs> when we did the Enzo thing, oh no, I haven't got an Enzo T-shirt, have I? No. And look at CM Punk, adulation of the crowd. So CM Punk's here. How do you think he's looking? I mean, this is towards the end of his WWE career now. I mean, I have to say, it looks like Popeye smoking crack. <laughs> when no. do you think he looked toot, his? Toot. <laughs> when do you think he? And when do you think he looked his best? I'll have to say a couple of years ago. He bulked up a bit. I think he looked, you know, a bit, so to speak. You know, it's obviously bulking up. You will look bigger. <laughs> yeah, but what, like, in, when when did he look against Del Rio? Survivor Series, maybe, or? Yeah, I'd say against Del Rio at Survivor Series, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't like it. No, it was, yeah, it was. He was looking his biggest against Del Rio, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I do like the original punk, though, when he first joined with the long black hair, but then the kind of punk, like we saw against Daniel Bryan, I think, like I said, would be the one for me. I don't like the way he's had a shave there. He's got the... The Wolverine yeah. side skirts. I don't know who the fans are behind this one, though. Jericho? Mm. Yeah, my dick's a bruiser. Oh, a collar and elbow tie-up. Jericho backs him up into the corner. And Jericho's going to welcome him back. Punk pushes Jericho off. Another collar and elbow tie-up. Punk full of go-behind. 
Jericho grabs the arm and goes behind himself. And now dropped Toho by Punk, grabs a leg. Wasn't it? Hang on a minute. If Jericho's having a go at CM Punk for losing to The Undertaker at WrestleMania, that was WrestleMania 29. Didn't Jericho lose to Fandango at WrestleMania? Was that, was that 29? I do believe it was, yes. So why the fuck is he saying, you, you Fandango loser? What, you think now you're better than Punk? Well, we shall see. Even start. Yeah, of course, this is Punk's last year. L- little did we know, you know, he came back. We thought maybe there's a plan for him. And uh, I think 2013 turned out quite well for him. Of course, his big SummerSlam match, it was the beast versus the best that we have watched. Of course, again, in a losing effort. But I think what's interesting about that match is Punk did have it won if it wasn't for Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman turned on Punk, cost him the money in the bank before the Lesnar match. Then Punk went to feud with Ryback, well, Rybaxel, Curtis Axel and Ryback. And that really didn't work out. But at this point in time, you know, Punk is doing what he thinks best. And he started teaming up with Daniel Bryan. They went up against the Wyatts at Survivor Series. And that leads over to TLC, which is going to be our next moment. But back yeah. to this and Charles Robinson looking on. It seems Jericho's taken over in this one. Seems like Charles Robinson hasn't aged a day. No, he hasn't. Irish rip Jericho to Punk in the other corner. But Punk moved low. Maybe he's a little bit slower than we've seen him, but like I say, cut the mumps off. Oh, Punk looking for a tornado DDT off the second rope, but Jericho pushes him off and then eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Now Jericho waiting for Punk to get up on the outside. Now Jericho saying, where are your cheers now? And again, Jericho taking his time, waiting for Punk to get up on the apron. Let's not forget that Chris Jericho did beat The Rock and Austin on the same night. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. And, <laughs> and CM Punk couldn't even beat The Rock. Yeah, on one night. So, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. And we, we, there's been the kind of Dream Austin Punk kind of uh, promo made, which is brilliant. If I can find out, I'll stick it on here as well. <laughs> uh, but, like you say, Jericho, been there, done that, 20 years Again, 998, and that wasn't even when he started, you know, so he's been wrestling 30 years now, and he's still relevant in the wrestling world. And CM Punk hasn't wrestled, and yet he's relevant in WWE and around the world. I mean, if he was to make his debut, it'd be, uh, if he's making his turn, it'd be the biggest wrestling news story going. So make no mistake about that. Punk's lost, if anything, none of his luster, if anything, walking away the way he did, kind of make his legend grow even more, doesn't it, in a weird way? Indeed, yes. You know, and as we say, what was it, four years ago he's left? Yeah. They still chant his name. As I say, who else walked away when they were on top, did it there on their own terms? There's very few people you could say. I mean, yeah, Roddy Piper was one of those guys back when it was um, territories where you could jump from one place to another. But not when, and even WCW when it was around, you could go to another company. But I don't think anybody ever stood up and said, look, I just don't want to be in WWE anymore. You know, I'm I'm just going to walk away. So, I think it's brilliant. So would you have rather him walk away or would you have rather him to go to NXT, uh, TNA? I think, it would have been nice to see him in TNA, but then again, he would have lost some of his... What he, what he's done is lost some of his last... What he's done to kind of go away and kind of be secret, you know, even on Twitter, his Twitter's like coach, even though it's that CM Punk. So he doesn't tweet a lot. He's not that kind of very social anyway. 
and then the whole UFC thing happened, and you're kind of like, oh, fucking hell, and kind of grows onto that, doesn't it? You know, you get, you're like, oh, just imagine if Punk came back now. So what are your, so your honest opinion, what is your, what are your chances of CM Punk ever making a return in the WWE ring? Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the, the thing is, the court case was a, was a big issue, and now that's been settled, but there's still kind of bad blood between WWE and Punk. And I think Punk's problem is what I've read, is that he never really had a major problem, major major problem. problem. with Vince McMahon. It was very understanding. Even when he left, he kind of gave him a hug and said, all the best, you know. I think his problem was with Triple H and Triple H with CM Punk as well. And if Triple H is going to be the guy who's leading the company in the next few years, does he want him back there? I know they like mending fences, but look how long it took Bruno Sammartino and other guys to kind of be accepted into it. So I I worry about that. But I think at the end of the day, I think money matters. And I think if, if, if WWE... Wanted Punk back, they have the, the means to offer him a light schedule. Yeah, and he need to work the, the pay-per-views and a couple of rules or whatever it is and get paid a handsome amount and, you know, be WrestleMania. I think they would. I think WWE would. Where Punk would accept that, again, not, not yeah. 100% sure. That, that's the thing, isn't so it? So it kind of, it bas- it's basically down to two factors. Yeah. If WWE would do it, and if Punk would accept it. The, and this is the thing, is, is Punk said in his pipe bomb, was kind of like uh, Vince McMahon spites himself, and Punk's doing that himself because of his kind of strong will of like, I won't go back to them. He's kind of fucking himself over as well. So it's kind of weird how, he, how he's been that. And also, that's what makes the Punk out so interesting, really, doesn't it? You know, like you say, uh, back to the match, though, and it starts to pick up a little bit of pace by the look of things. It has, yes. We've, uh, we've seen Jericho... With the bulldog looking to go into his uh, lion salt, but Punk rolled out of the way, hit Jericho with a sweet swinging neck breaker, and uh, both men are trying to recover, catch their breath, and get up and at it. Now he throws Jericho to the corner, delivers his high knee, <laughs> looking for his patented bulldog. Oh, but Jericho dumps him on his back, hits the lion salt, rolls up for a cover, two. Oh, but Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. We know the link between Paul Heyman and CM Punk, but did CM Punk really need Paul Heyman? Uh, no. In, in a way, no, he didn't, did he, really? Well. Because he was good on a promo anyway, and he didn't really need help as a heel. Uh, Punk's going for the GTS with Jericho. Oh, fights out of a couple of elbows, but Jericho turns it around looking for the uh, Lion Tamer. Or the Wolves of Jericho, as he will. And now Punk's in trouble, middle of the ring. Oh, and that's He's fully... Got it in deep. <laughs> that's disgusting. Well, that's fully extended. <laughs> that's... that's a hard one. <sighs> well, Punk can't go anywhere. What's he going to do? Oh, my word. Well, he manages to roll through. Jericho picks him up. Punk delivers a few punches to the face. And he locks in the Anaconda Vice. But he's got it in the hard way around Jericho's neck. In the standing position of Jericho, might be in trouble now. He's finally released Wolf's Jericho. But he's got to take all of Punk's weight on his legs, as well as having the Anaconda Vice locked in. And Punk trips him over, and he's got it cinched in deep. Well, Punk's very first match in ECW beat just incredible list. Will we see Jericho tap out in Punk's hometown? And Heyman shouting, tap, tap, tap. 
Oh, but Jericho managing to shuffle himself along enough to get his feet hooked around the bottom rope. Punk has to relinquish the hold. And Heyman is upset about that. But like you say earlier, I don't really answer that Heyman... I think they just because they were friends and they could work together. You know, I think that literally probably what it was. Brock Lesnar weren't about. Yeah, exactly. Punk he had his couple of Heyman guys, but yeah. they obviously weren't. You know, touching it for him. So yeah, oh, road to to work, could he? So I guess sticking with Punk and now Punk wants Jericho to go to sleep. Snap time for the goat. He's got him up on his shoulders, and Punk going to put Jericho away. Best in the world. Oh, Jericho catches it. Turns it around into the walls of Jericho attempt. Heyman's up on the apron. Oh, but Punk manages to boot Jericho off. And he's he's got Jericho up GTS. And Paul Heyman distracted Punk unintentionally. Oh. Oh, Jericho. I suppose it's shit around here. Jericho rolled up CM Punk. But Jericho, uh, Punk manages to kick out. Uh And then Punk catches Jericho with a roundhouse kick. What's Paul doing? Well, Paul, why, why are you trying to get involved for? And I think that's what Punk's thinking himself. Maybe he's got a liability there. Oh, Punk went into lift Jericho. Jericho hit the cold breaker. One, two. Oh, but Punk managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Come on, Philip. Oh, my God. Chris can't believe it. Well, if one cold breaker doesn't get the job done, then just punch him in the face. That's what Jericho's doing now. Are they frustrated punches, though? Oh, yeah, he can't believe it. He's had the walls of Jericho in the centre of him got out. He's hit the code breaker. What else is there left for Jericho to do? Now he's picking CM Punk up. A big CM Punk chant fills the crowd again. <laughs> Eddie Chuck Sance. That's what I always say. Eddie Chucks. <laughs> Fucking hell. Punk with the forearms now to Jericho. Getting the upper hand with a lovely kick combo, finishing up with a spinning heel kick. Calf kick. Now a clothesline. If Jericho can get up. No, knee to the corner. I thought he was going to go through his signatures. Bang. Go through the motions now. Clotheslines. Short arm clotheslines down. Looking for that macho elbow. Oh, yeah. He's going up. <laughs> he's going to hit it. And it hits its mark. Now all that's left is for Jericho's nap time. Picks Jericho up. Jeez. Bang. Good night. One, One two. Oh! What? No! Has the GTS lost some of its mustard since Punk's been away? It, I mean, mustard. It must be his ring rustiness. That jerk managed to get his shoulder up at two. Two! I tell you, say, we've watched two podcasts, and I haven't seen anybody get his shoulder up from a GTS. And, and now Punk's got to think, maybe, yeah. Maybe I've lost a step. Maybe it's time to just walk away. Well, I think the fans know what to do and they want to see it one more time. Once more from the top, ladies and gentlemen. The fans want it. Punk wants it. We want it. You want it. (laughs) I don't. Oh, no, you don't. GTS for... What's that, my love? GTS for the second time, but no. Jericho fighting out with the big elbows. Oh, Oh, looking for his code breaker. Punk pushes him off. Eliminates Jericho from the Royal Rumble. He goes tumbling to the wafer-thin mats below. They are mere millimetres, James. (laughs) Thanks for answering. I was going to, yeah. Here comes Punk, suicide dive. 
raises his hand in celebration, high-fiving some members of the crowd. We're right in front of Punk's friends and family. There's his sister there in a yellow T-shirt. Of course, we saw in a CM Punk documentary, Best in the World. And can the best in the world put away Chris Jericho? He's going all the way to the top. Oh, my God. What's Paul Heyman doing? Punk springboards in. Oh! Springboard code break. I mean, you would have thought he'd have learned his lesson against Randy Orton when he got the springboard RKO. I think you'll find Punk never learns his lessons, and he's getting caught. Rolled over. Cover from Jericho. One, two. Th- oh, no. <laughs> no. What? No. <laughs> well, yeah. sl- slow motion replay there. And now Jericho, Mark Tardis. And now, Jer- <laughs> and now Jericho has got Punk in an unfortunate position just with the elbows. And Punk can't respond. And again by Jericho. And he's elbowing away at the jaw of Punk. He's beating him up in his hometown. Jericho backing up everything that he was saying. Is he looking for the third and final walls of Jericho? No, he's taking his time. But he's going to get it. No, Punk blocks it. Rolls him up. One, two. Oh. Jericho kicking out. Oh. Now Punk with a forearm, but it's met by Jericho. And now a chop. But Punk responding, jucking and jiving. Oh. Punk looking for a Frankensteiner, a Hurricane Rana. Gets caught by Jericho. Well, we don't see Punk leave his feet like that often, and that was a mistake. Jericho sat down, middle of the ring. Paul Heyman in the background <laughs> just screaming no. Begging to Lord Jesus Christ Almighty. I think this is the longest time I've seen any man in the walls of Jericho. I've seen longer. Have you seen, have you seen longer? <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. the longest I've seen CM Punk sustain it. Can he get out of it? Well, he's trying his best to fight Jericho off. And the crowd chanting with everything they've got to help. But surely... Don't call me Shirley. CM Punk won't be losing in his hometown. Well, I don't know. At the moment, it's bad. He's got one arm out, but Jericho's still got the other leg hooped. He's got one leg out. He's got one leg out. He moved Jericho's arm. Now Jericho's got a kind of half Boston tries to turn it into an ankle lock. CM Punk punching away at Jericho's face, though. Windmilling. He's doing some windmilling on the back of Jericho's neck. Picks Jericho up. GTS sends him to the corner, picks him up for a second time. Second GTS. This has got to get the job done. One, two, two, three. So that is CM Punk's last single match on paper that we're watching. Just take that in, everybody. Everybody take that in. But Punk wins. Dan, what are your thoughts on the match? Again, you know, as Punk progresses the match quality progresses as well and it was again it was another great match against Jericho and you know that the opponents that he was going against it's you know they're of a high magnitude as well yeah and he always seems to pull out the best matches against the best wrestlers yeah and this is another thing that we've seen from that it was a match that maybe foregone conclusion he'd win in his hometown but after a couple of code breakers and a couple of walls of Jericho, you were questioning it, weren't you? You know, and then finally Punk 
managed to get the job done. And like I say, he um, moved on to SummerSlam. But up next, it is TLC 2013, December 15th. CM Punk's penultimate pay-per-view. And he's going against a shield. This is CM Punk. And I'm broadcasting from an undisclosed location. Actually, this is just the basement of the arena. You guys broadcast from here a lot? I mean, it's... It's filthy. It stinks. But I understand this is your little clubhouse. This is where you like to gather to send your messages. I like to send messages, too. Like the one I sent last Monday night on Raw when a certain somebody decided to put his hands on me. Now, onto this Sunday. I believe it's three-on-one, the shield against CM Punk. I believe I'm walking into a wholesale slaughter. And I've said it in the past, shield, I may be going down, but the question you need to be asking yourselves, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, is how many of you I'm taking with me. Because I believe the last two times I've been in the ring with a member of the Shield, I've exposed your weaknesses, boys. Believe in the best in the world. And for the last time we hear CM Punk's theme. A cult of personality. And there he goes. He's feeling the ground. And what time is it, Dan? It's clobbering time. So this is a three-on-one handicap match. But a little story with TLC. We're going John Cena versus Randy Orton, the main event for Unified WWE Champion. And that's of kind champions. Of, of champions. And that's kind of like one of them being Daniel Bryan, who not seen by the authority as a um, an A team, uh, an A star. He's a B plus player in their eyes, and in that case, he's going to go through. I want to get to Wyatt Slater and CM Punk, who was friendly with the Shield until the Shield said they're not run by Punk. And now we're going to find three and one. The Shield have been undefeated on pay per view since debuting at Survivor Series twenty twelve. And they're going to go against CM Punk now, three and one. So we're going to see your favourites in CM Punk, one of my favourites, Dean Ambrose, one of your favourites, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yes, exactly. No, Roman Reigns, you know, it's good. <laughs> Interesting side note. Um, on, it was meant to be for humour, James. No, sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking killed it. Um, Interesting side note about this match is on the Art of Wrestling podcast that, you know, was heard in court. They told CM Punk during this, was like, just make Reigns look strong. And he's like, I know, but what about the other guys? He goes, we don't care. Just make Reigns look strong in this match. He goes, I, I, I will. What, what do you think I'm going to do? No, make Reigns look strong. So even back then, they had eyes on Reigns being the star. Like we said, Punk was never given that, and it has come to Reigns. But here comes the Shield. Shield. So here comes Shield at their peak, going against CM Punk, who's just about to leave. You know, And I think for me, what was important is when CM Punk did leave, I thought, what am I going to do? And that was January 2014. The following month, it was Wyatt versus The Shield. 
And I'm like, hang on a minute here. Let's, let's, let's have a look at this Shield team, eh, shall we? So they kind of helped me through the kind of mourning of CM Punk and what Punk would go on later. Like we said, the UFC, we're going to watch CM Punk's UFC fight after this we wrap up the wrestling portion. So the United States champion Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. You know, and Punk, original idea for the Shield as well, was to come up and it'd be Ambrose, Rollins and Cassius Ono. But WWE said, no, we want to use Roman Reigns as kind of the guy. And he always gave Ambrose and Rollins and Reigns advice backstage. He sees himself as a kind of locker room leader and helping these young guys out. You can see his role now. But he does look a bit, I don't want to say haggard is right, but he does look tired, doesn't he, Punk? I suppose he always looks tired. <laughs> I think he just looks fed up. I think this is it, isn't it? Doing the same thing over and over again. So Ambrose versus CM Punk. If anybody never thought we'd see this match, maybe we go at TLC. And look at Rollins there smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows the Shield have the numbers advantage. You know that T-shirt brings out your eyes. Ambrose goes behind. Punk turns round, but he's got no one to tag in. He's by himself. And he hasn't got... It. <coughs> And he hasn't even got Paul Heyman in his corner anymore. No. He turned his back on him, so it's him versus Shield. Now here comes Seth, and you'd say out of all of them, maybe Ambrose... Seth Rollins would be the one closest to CM Punk. I mean, if you were to take a snapshot of when Punk debuted in ECW, it'd look pretty similar to what Seth Rollins looks like, to be fair. You know, if we can see that, not just in look, but just kind of way to wrestle, Rollins might be a little bit more of a high flyer. Punk goes to the outside... It's the same thing I see in Dean Ambrose with his kind of character and kind of the way he is as well. I think that's a bit CM Punk-esque with a kind of uh, anti-hero, you know. We haven't seen Ambrose's crazy side yet, really, in WWE. No. So bits of shield and stuff. But I think Rollins would be biggest comparison to Punk, wouldn't it, you know? Yeah. You know, I think they've both got some raw talent. But Punk is working his shoulder into the midsection of Rollins, tying him up in... Uh in the opposite corner to where his shield mates are. And, uh, you know, just shooting them looks every now and then to say, look, you know, I'm in control. Swinging neckbreaker from Punk to Rollins. Well, Punk's got to have eyes in the back of his head in this match, and he's just looking a bit shit at Rollins. Second swinging neckbreaker. I think that's going to be Punk's best strategy, to pick one, work him over. But weren't, didn't these two guys start the 2014 World Rumble together? Yep. Yeah, Punk was meant to finish it, wasn't he? Yeah. Too soon, too soon. And now Punk cutting off the ring, making sure Rollins can't get there. But, you know, at this moment in time, I think Punk could beat him in a single competition. But as a group, I, I don't know. Reigns hasn't been tagged in yet. Uh-oh. And now the big dog is in the ring in his yard. <laughs> the biggest booze of the night so far have been for Roman Reigns. He does look a bit younger, even though he hasn't really changed and he's kept the same outfit. But he's going to go off against CM Punk. So we've seen Punk against Reigns and Cena on this podcast. Yay! <laughs> That'll keep the diehards happy. Indeed, yes. <clears throat> but Reigns picks Punk up, throws him into the shield corner, and he's just stomping away at his midsection. But Punk fighting out. But can't fight Reigns, and he just gets hit with a big back elbow. And now Reigns over the top of Punk, raining down right hand. <laughs> raining down. But big CM Punk chance, and Seth Rollins comes in, and they make a wish on Punk's legs. Fucking spastics. 
Spastic's too good fucking worth them. Tags in Ambrose. Ambrose drops a quick elbow, covers Punk, but he kicks out a one. Oh, one. So do any of the Shield members now come close to seeing Punk as a character or wrestler? Yes, Dean Ambrose, because he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but quick, frequent tags by the Shield as they've got Punk beaten down and in their corner. I think for me, it's probably Seth Rollins. You know, like I say, Ambrose not really around. And is he the best wrestler? I don't know. With Reigns again, it's kind of hate. With Rollins, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, his promo work needs to be doing. But I think he's the one that comes kind of closest for big. You know, if you look at what CM Punk is, I don't think anybody really in WWE now, you could make a fair comparison to him and say, oh, that's what CM Punk does. Maybe AJ Styles, in the kind of way he holds the WWE title, that kind of hardcore love from the fans. But, but again, again, he hasn't got the mic work. Yeah, but I think Styles, again, is better than Punk in ring. So, yeah, the, the, you know, the Styles and Brian have got something that maybe Punk hasn't in the wrestling because they're more kind of high-flying. But I still think Punk... With his promos. I think Reigns is good on the mic now. I think he's got more confident in what he does and he kind of takes things more slowly. Whereas now at the moment, he's kind of like the the silent assassin. As he oohs and Punk's on the outside now in trouble next to the announce table. Oh, looking for a spear, but Punk rolls out of the way. <laughs> Reigns goes across the announce table, sending the commentators scarpering. No, oh, I think that killed Todd Grisham. No, <laughs> Ambrose and Rollins... Looking on aghast. Well, there's Reigns. Now you see him. This might be a count-out victory for Punk. Referee up to seven. But Reigns managing to get in. Well, Punk straight back to work on him. And the big dog's finally be injured. I think it's that left eye that Punk's targeting. Takes Reigns down and he's just targeting that eye, yeah. Well, he means less so. You've got numbers, numbers disadvantage. You've got to use everything you find in the forearms. Straight on to Reigns. And Punk's still raking. Referee trying to stop him. And Reigns pushes Punk away. Powers him over the top. Big bump. Punk lands right on his side. And Reigns saying he can't see anything at this moment in time. So the eye is injured. And Rollins gets the tag. Goes to the outside to get Punk. Sends him back into the ring. And goes straight to work on him. Well, Punk go for the GTS and Rollins. But Ambrose rolls into the ring. Distracts Punk long enough for Rollins to hit a step up in Seguri. Rollins rolls him over. But Punk managing to kick out. Uh, What's that, my uh, love? Well, that's where the damage started for him range when he speared JBL. JBL should have hit him with a close line. Yeah, <laughs> what impact that would be if he speared, he's done that way in JBL. Well, doctors, trainers, EMTs down. That's Chris Arman, the guy that would sue CM Punk at ringside, <laughs> weirdly enough. We've seen everybody tonight. We've seen AJ, his wife. We've seen the guy that's going to sue him. Punk, though, kicks Rollins in the head, knocks Ambrose off the apron. One, two. Oh, but Seth managing to kick out. Uh, and Ambrose might have a busted lip now. Reigns bad eye, and Punk has targeted each member individually, like you said, and it's paying dividends. And the fans behind him as he dodges Rollins, hits the calf kick, double axe smash down. And another one, Rollins back up. Now the turning ver- vertebrae net breaker. What? The turning net breaker. Punk checking his surroundings. It's all clear at the moment. And Rollins has landed in a very dangerous position. Right against the turnbuckle. A big knee by Punk. What's next? Clothesline him down. Now Punk looking to go up and pay tribute to the Met 
Joe Main. No, he's not. Diving Flying cross body. <laughs> oh. Straight into the Anaconda Vice. Trying to get it locked in. Well, he couldn't get him pinned. Maybe he's going to make him tap. And now Ambrose wants to tag. That's a great unit, the Shield are. I've got a great unit. And Punk has got no one to tag. He's out of it. Ambrose, fresh as a daisy. <clears throat> Backing Punk up in a corner. Now the shoulder blocks. And now Ambrose saying he's going to put Punk away. He's got him on the top. You're looking for dirty deeds off the top. No, Punk managing to fight out. Oh, a headbutt across the bridge of Ambrose's nose. Followed up by a second. Now, is this where he's going to pay tribute to the Macho Man? Or nothing. Hits everything. Rollins missing him. Oh, goes for the cover on Ambrose. One, two. Oh, but Dean managing to kick out. Good, Dean. And now Punk... Sigling for the end on Dean Ambrose. It's nap time for Dino. But Rollins already in. His turn for the GTS. Pow! Straight in the kisser. But that frees up Ambrose. No, Ambrose He's in trouble. Up. Oh, no. Ambrose with a backslide. Reigns spears Ambrose. Oh, hit the wrong man. Punk throws Reigns out the ring. One, two, three. Oh! Oh my days, Punk has defeated the Shield. Well, three and one and he gets Because he knows he's dodged a bullet. So the hottest team in WWE at this moment, you know, we look back at the Shield and how amazing they were, and they did lose three and one against CM Punk. Reigns cost him, but he had a bad eye. Couldn't see straight, could he? Punk dodged out of the way and Ambo's got hit. Dan, what do you think of the match? It was it was actually quite a good match, you know. It was uh, it was a bit of difference for Punk against the numbers, and uh, well, they made Reigns look good. He won the match for CM Punk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that's good, and in a weird way, it's kind of his last hurrah. Yeah, his last proper match in WWE, you know, and the CM Punk against Shield, and it's uh, kind of weird that he he walked away, but. I mean, that's what happened. The Royal Rumble 2014 happened. He uh, got injured, and then the next night in Raw, he decided to, to walk away from it all. So, that unfortunately, there's nothing else to see in CM Punk's career. But as we asked, will there be more? We, we hope so. But there might be a part three. Part one was uh, really well received. Thank you. We'll read out some of your comments that you left and some of the emails you sent on the next one, because there will be now a third one. Fuck it. There's going to be a third one, and uh, we're going to look at some of CM Punk's kind of greatest matches there. What's in store for everybody, Dan? We've got the WWE title, CM Punk versus The Rock at Rumble 2013. Yeah, the WWE title, CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. We've got the WWE title, CM Punk versus John Cena versus Ryback Survivor Series 2012. The WWE Royal Rumble 2014, Punk's Last Stand. We've got The Undertaker versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. Or The Undertaker versus CM Punk, Hell in a Cell 2009. So, so we're going we're gonna to leave that one to an audience vote. Oh, yeah, we've we got a couple matches there. Uh, we'll put them up and see what everybody has to watch. Because there might be any time for maybe five or I don't know how... Like I said, I don't want another. We don't want a four-parter, but we'll, we'll let people decide what matches they definitely want to see. And I think, yeah, like I said, the one with the least amount of votes can do one. Uh, but that's CM Punk's 
career. Very, very... I mean, when we do something, we do something very in-depth, and that was a great retrospective. And looking back, just reminds me how much I enjoy CM Punk. You know, I am a huge fan of his work. Was then, still am now. Uh, he, I don't want to say touched me in a way no one else did, but the kind of way he talked... I believed him, you know, and when I knew he was a bit, might be a bit of an arsehole and maybe a little bit difficult to work with. But hey, what it brought on screen, I enjoyed Raw for two, three years straight at the two hour mark when Punk would come out and do his 15 minute promo because I knew it was something that I enjoyed in wrestling. And looking back, it just shows you how how great the wrestling matches were. You know, we look at all the people he faced as well, from, um, like I say, Jeff Hardy to fucking. Alberto Del Rio, John Cena, Chris Jericho, The Shield as well. There's just so many there. And uh, he's got a great back catalogue. But I think the matches we picked, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, I think were first rate as well. I think it showed everything in CM Punk's career. Dan, what are your thoughts on the entire podcast? It just made me appreciate more what we had when CM Punk was around. You know, it was a completely different product. They should have pandered to his needs more, I think. You know, I'd love to have seen more CM Punk matches, especially with the calibre of rosters we got today. I mean, you know, a CM Punk versus Balor, CM Punk versus Styles. There's so many possibilities of matches that he could have had. And hopefully we'll go on to have at one point. Yeah, like I say, he might be 40, but he's still got a few years left when it comes to... um, the wrestling, if that's what he actually, you know, wants to do, that's completely up to him. And uh, what your fa- What was your favourite uh, match or moment that we watched on this the past couple of podcasts? Well, I have to say, I did thoroughly enjoy watching the pipe bomb speech. I think that was, you know, it was really well thought out, and the way that he was executed was brilliant. Um, my favourite match. I'd have to say against Daniel Bryan. Mm. I, I would even say that. That surprised me how good it was. Or um, the oh, fucking hell, the, the Jeff Hardy match at SummerSlam. I, 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 it's one of those forgotten matches. It really is. And with the kind of um, the way TLC happens, that you kind of get forgotten about. I think it was really, really good there for. Um, for CM Punk versus Jeff, and then the Untaker moment as well. It was kind of like a storyline that kind of led into it. But that's it. Anything else about his wrestling career, Dan? No, I'll, as I say, I just hope we get to see him at least one more time. Yeah, in wrestling. In wrestling, <laughs> because unfortunately, unfortunately for some, fortunately for some, he did go to uh, UFC and MMA and train, and it's been a long time. Of course, his first opponent was Mickey Gall. And he lasts about 35 seconds there. Very, very disappointing. But it's been a long wait. And we are in Chicago for UFC 225. It's on the pay-per-view portion, which upset a lot of MMA fans. So first off, let's get the elephant in the room. CM Punk, of course, has no prior MMA training. He's gone over to UFC. To be positioned on the card like this is upset. A great many people, Joe Rogan, a commentator, a lot of hardcore fans. I'd be if someone from an outside sport came to WWE and then was putting title matches. Ronda <coughs> Rousey. Oh, yeah, wait, we get that as well. Um, but, of course, because she's a, a real fighter, you know, CM Punk gets disrespected. 
But hey, he's got heart and determination. He wants to win here. And he is going against a guy who also lost to Mickey Gall. So who knows what could happen? You know, we're getting a promo video. And the reason he's on pay-per-view as well, because he sells a lot of fucking pay-per-views. There's still a lot of name value to CM Punk. You see, it's been about a year since I've been the WWE champion. For the first time ever, I'm putting myself in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I will do whatever I have to, to whoever I have to, to be the next Mr. Money in the Bank. Here's Cena. He uses the briefcase as a weapon. Cena's got it. John Cena won it. John Cena won it. John Cena wins Money in the Bank. For the first time in his career, John Cena is Mr. Money in the Bank. Tonight, WWE Champion CM Punk versus the world's largest athlete, The Big Show. you know as we've seen in our WWE matches CM Punk rarely loses when he's in Chicago and he gets a hell of a reception as well there's other guys saying that he's a professional and he's going to step into the ring with an amateur how do you think Punk looks now (laughs) I still think he looks tired he always looks tired but does he look better now Um, I don't know he seems to have Bulked up a bit. He looks a bit like Dean Ambrose now with a fringe. He's yeah, he's lost. Uh, I think he weighed this fight's 185 pounds, 175 pounds. So he can come back in 205 live. So, but he's lost when he was wrestling. It was like I think it was 225, 220. So he must have he must have lost about 40 pounds of muscle. 
part of the UFC, and he's here now. I missed the guy's name again, for fuck's sake. He's going against Mike Jackson, and he is 0-1. So how can he call himself a pro fighter if he's fucking had one match and lost it? He was 2011 Golden Gloves champion. Ah, oh, but he's got black gloves, though. He's not. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the thing about this guy is that he's he's known for punching, but it's he's just getting used to him. He's a journalist as well. So he calls himself a professional, but he's not that professional. We'll just wait for punk. Oh, what's the music? Punk's coming out too. That's what it is. It's getting clobbered time. Oh, he does look really fucking skinny, actually. He looks like he's got AIDS, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> punk's coming out. He looks skinny, but maybe happy. He's definitely got a smile on his face. But the problem is, because he's lost weight, his neck there makes him look like a heroin addict, even though we've got Joe Rogan on commentary. He's been against punk during the build-up to this, but, you know. So nearly as long as his WWE title reign. Hey. <laughs> so he had to wait 638 fucking days. Jesus Christ. I thought it was a long time ago. He's 40 years old now, you believe that? He needs crosses on the back of his hands. That's why he ain't winning. Fucking hell, he's welterweight. So he's, he's lost. Yeah, he's lost like 45 pounds of muscle. So what we're going to do now, we're going to put CM Punk's fight on in the background as we talk. We've seen it come out. Look, we know the result. Um, so we were talking about it, uh, I stayed up and watched it, Dan. I I was going to go to bed, and then I realised it was about half two, and I thought, well, pay-per-view starts at three. Maybe it'd be the first fight, and it was the first fight, so I stayed up until about half three to watch this debacle. What are your thoughts on the whole CM Punk thing first? Now, what, what, what were your reaction when you heard the news? What did you think? The news on what? Punk then here? Yeah. Um, well, I, I was actually <laughs> hoping for a victory from, for CM Punk. I think, you know, from what all he's got through, and he does put his all into everything he does. We saw his determination when he joined when he joined pro wrestling in a hole. And, you know, I, I, I hoped his determination would have paid off for him. Yeah. And, and yet it didn't. And again, for me, it felt a bit like an embarrassment that Punk would go out there... And kind of everybody's mocking the rest of the world because of it. And I thought, then I start thinking about the pipe bomb and punk talking about like, um, you know, even though he's got good reception here, you know, CM Punk chance uh, to spite himself. And why would he think he could go into UFC at this level and compete with no training? And yeah, it's good to want to be the best, but not at the sport you've not known. Uh, I thought it was maybe a bit silly doing that for punk and, but fans will still support him. Fans still like him, even though he tells them not to, whatever it is. Fans will still buy his merchandise, so they will be back for him. But for me, it was a kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, punk, you know? I'd rather have just walked away after the first fight and said it. Um, watching it live, you know, the first round was quite good. Punk punk did have a couple of moments. He had a takedown at the end of the round. But apart from that, it was nothing. And uh, Jackson... Well, we'll get on to the reactions now anyway. So, we're talking about WWE wrestlers reacting to it. I think it's the first leak. So, Tommy Dreamer says, pursuing, mm. Tommy Dreamer says, Pursuing article, what we live for. Nothing but love and respect for CM Punk. Well, Cody Rhodes, it's like, lovely to see someone chase their dreams. Balls, congratulations. <laughs> Hurricane Helms said, You had the guts to do it when so many have never even tried. You never quit. I respect that. And, um... JR, he said, I've seen enough of CM Punk in UFC. Great heart, grit, tough as a $2 steak. Hashtag 
challenging to watch tonight. More thoughts Wednesday. Sasha Banks says, challenges are what makes life interesting. Overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Um, and CM Punk himself, he's broken his silence after his defeat. And he said, you win some, you lose some. I'm one and one this week and I'll take it. Thanks to my team, my family, my friends and the fans. Wouldn't be here without any of you. Respect to the truth, Jackson. Thanks for the fight. You only live once and I'm alive. Yeah, and then that was that. But then Corey Graves had the rest of the world talking. And he said, maybe abandoning everybody who stood by your side, even when you weren't supposed to, only to have you turn your back on us, wasn't the right move after all. Only sadness. And he said, the first rule of punk rock is loyalty. And this guy betrayed it all. I still love you, friend, and I'm sorry you got lost. Well, Grace went on to rant regarding punk and clearly took things very personal based on some of the tweets. So the one routine one we said was, ah, seems the fans are disappointed. Maybe you guys should know that dude held my first son before I did because I was on tour and I trusted him. I had dinner with him the week after he quit. Don't worry. Hey, Vince McMahon, this has nothing to do with you. You either, Triple H. This isn't corporate. This is real life. Calm down, internet. <gasps> wow. So then he was asked, so where's your loyalty? Not to your friend, who was clearly as unhappy as he ever was, but with your billion-dollar corporation bosses. Yeah, super punk rock, bro. Tell me all about punk rock. My loyalty? Oh, would you like the before or after? I've got both. I mean, one can only be shit on by their best friend for so long before they smarten up, no? It's cool. I'm sure you love Kenny Amiga. And do you know more about this business and friendship than I do? Wink. Uh, 99.9% of the time, I don't care about what people say about my brothers and sisters because I know the truth and I love, I have for them is unmatched. I'm so sad that Graves is so uncomfortable and distraught in his life that he targeted CM Punk tonight. Dude, I'm far from distraught. I'm in a good place. I'm just really bummed that I had a true friend turn his back on me for no other reason than the company that employs me. And then he says, remember that time I was forced to retire due to concussions? Yeah, me either. You're an expert at a job. And then someone went on to say, I guess WWE Graves is upset with CM Punk because we all know the only thing Graves can do is sit at a desk playing second to Michael Cole. And then he said, kind of like when you turn your back on your principles for the sale of the oil money, no anger, only sadness. Still waiting on that check. Probably because I get a salary regardless of where they send me. But you read the internet so you clearly know more than I do. Hey CM Punk, call me tomorrow. I still love you. And then three minutes later he's like, oh, and sorry Kenny Omega for dropping your name in a negative manner. You're rad. Congrats on your new hardware. Kiss. But then he wasn't stopped again because like, don't worry, I actually knew how to fight before I got to TV. And then he went on to say, I'll fight him. <laughs> so he'll fight CM Punk. Okay, so Gray's, I mean, I don't know what to make of that. Some do, I mean, he should just get lay off Twitter. You know, don't let it affect you in that way, man. If you've got something to say about Punk, send him a very strongly worded email like I do, Dan. And then you can, everybody can sort and it out. And then I can just delete it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, what? Sorry? And now we're going to the second round of fights still ongoing. Look what Jackson's doing. He's just waiting to punch him. Waiting to do it. Whoa, waiting to go. There you go. Fucking hell. And, and the commentator's basically saying Punk's doing nothing from the bottom. He's not even doing basics like you do to try and get out of it. He's just sitting there getting punched in the face. And yes, he's showing heart and determination, but he's still getting punched in the face. And look how marked up he is at the moment. 
Well, John, John Alec, the UFC commentator, said, hopefully this 15 minutes will help scratchy itch for Punk. And that will be done. Now, there's one about what... So, Punk's coach said, we win as a team and we lose as a team. You can't deny my friend Punk doesn't have heart. Right. <laughs> he might have heart, but he hasn't got his front fucking teeth. Uh, congratulations to the Truth Jackson and his coaches. Thank you very much for this amazing fan support for CM Punk. Um, yes, and UFC chief Dana White was less enthusiastic, claiming that Punk should consider giving up MMA. So that's it for his UFC career. No, it should be a wrap, he said in reference, in response to a media question about whether he would offer Punk a second chance. The guy's 39 years old. We gave him two shots and he had a lot of heart tonight and I think he should call it a wrap. Punk got clipped a lot in that fight and it looked like he was hurt. Michael Jackson, I'm not happy with this. The guy was acting like a goofball tonight. I forgot his name is actually Michael Jackson. <laughs> if he's fight Jack Jackson, yeah, he said you got this opportunity to fight CM Punk, and you're doing like bolo punches to the body on top. Never looked like he was trying to finish the fight. He looked like a fucking idiot. He said he's Norton too, as far as I'm concerned. He's done with UFC. So very negative. Everybody comes off looking bad after that, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. UFC looks bad for promoting it. Uh, Jackson looks bad for taking the fight. I mean, look at the state of Punk. End of the second round. Still a busted wide open. I mean, now, but I don't know. I think next he'll try Bellator, which is another MMA guy, uh, group. They try and pay him. And if he's serious about MMA, then he's got to start having matches closer than 636 days apart because he won't be 60 until he fucking finally gets the win. So maybe that's what he's waiting for to have a victory and then that like say scratch the itch. Maybe not. I just I don't know. But it is quite upsetting to watch someone that you like so much just get destroyed and then you know people that don't understand wrestling just like oh look at this fake wrestler getting beaten up just proves it and it's like Daniel Bryan said I'll probably do better against Jackson than Punk will have done you know. Punk's never been a great athlete. This is what I've always been thinking about it. He, he's always, like I said, great wrestler, but it's, it's just with this, I it just doesn't work out. This is upsetting, but, you know, what can you say? So anything else about CM Punk or anything else, Dan? Nah, um, you know, I think you're right. He should call it a day in UFC. You know, it's, if he'd have done it maybe 10 years ago, then, you know, it probably would have worked out a bit better for him. Mm. Or maybe, like I say, maybe a different wrestler. Lesnar's a little bit different, but maybe someone like Brock more experienced. But then again, you can't say that, really, can you? Because Punk's at least tried it, and credit to him. You know, even though he got the piss kicked out of him, uh, he still tried. But what a great couple of podcasts it's been. We've looked at the entire CM Punk career, and thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you want to contact us, let us contact us or let us know what you think about CM Punk. You can on Twitter at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm Bill Rollins. Uh, say we're across all the Google platforms. We're across all the <coughs> we're across. <laughs> we're across all the Google platforms. Yes, yeah, send us an email. Uh, well, fuck me. Google. Not that easy, is it? Yeah, no, it's not that easy. Right, send it to me again. Go on. We're across all the Google platforms. WW Network Review on Google Plus or send us an email at WNR Podcast 
at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. You can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. See, that's how you do it down to a fucking T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got all latest clips on there and podcasts at the same time they do as other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. And Spreaker Radio where we got our live show last night. <laughs> so, good show, wasn't it? We really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to our live show. I mean, I couldn't believe what happened at TakeOver because you, Dan. I was like... That was absolutely amazing. I was gobsmacked. I mean, just superlatives and yeah. ricochet I mean fucking hell I mean but here's what you feel like that about Adam Cole so until then don't forget you <laughs> that's it our next episode is probably CM Punk free but follow like I said across all the social media and we'll fill you in but until then I have been James Rowlands and as always always joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>